month of movies podcast for june june 29 2020 because we're actually doing this on time this time recording yeah uh i'm scott and i'm jason and uh this year we decided to go through a bunch of movies uh based on the alphabet uh so for june we did for june we did k and l k and l yes i forget yeah. k and l and then uh we talk about those movies and then all the other movies we watched during that month. And then we end with the pre-review. Pre-review. Pre-pre. Pre-re. Pre-re. Can we just call it the pre-re? Pre-re? I mean. <laughs> pre-review. Pre-re. Pre-re. Uh, <laughs> so, like you said, for this month we had the K and L movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Let's... Let's start with you first. Yeah, so this movie, I remember seeing a trailer for it, and then I saw the movie in like the 379 bin at Walmart. I'm like, oh, I wanted to see this. So I picked it up, and I haven't watched it until now. <laughs> it's called Killing Gunther. Yes. Um, oh, my God. Are you looking up stuff or no? Um, no, I was trying to figure out if I, how I could highlight Oh. things on my phone so, so killing gunther is um about this guy who goes by the name gunther it's not his real name um who is a hitman assassin whatever you want to call it um and he's the best in the world and these group of killers hitman uh try to take him out it's a uh, taron taron killian that's it yeah, he uh, directed this, and he uh, wrote it, and he's in it. Um, he's the main guy. He wants to take out Gunther. Um, and it's a comedy movie, and you find out that like his ex-girlfriend was dating this guy, so there's another reason why he wants to take him out, but he's a pompous, like... He's the best of the best. The best of the best, and he wants to take out the best of the best because that means he's the best of the best so he hires this film crew to follow them around while they're trying to take out uh gunther and it follows through their shenanigans of trying to track him down and stuff and you find out toward the end of the movie that gunther is played by arnold schwarzenegger which sucks which sucks because they have him right on the front of the the disc and everything. like it would have been a cool surprise yeah not knowing because the entire movie you don't know what he looks like um but they have it on the front of the DVD case, the DVD, like, po- trailers, posters, all that stuff. I'm like, I wish they did, because that would have been a way better surprise. Yeah. Um, so I don't feel like I'm spoiling it, because they spoiled it for us. Um, I personally thought it wasn't that good of a movie. Um, I was expecting it to be funnier. Yeah. They had a good cast. Like, I thought the cast they had for the movie was great. Yeah. But... It just wasn't executed great. Yeah, there were moments where there was gags that felt... I don't want to say they felt forced, mm-hmm. but it was like, hey, we had this character, and like we made the, the, the correlation between the character existing and before they made the joke, like, there's a guy that uses poisons to kill people. Yeah. But then Gunther is like halfway across the block in a building yeah and he tries throwing a vial of poison at him like how do you think well how do you think this is gonna work right you poison people but he's like he knows we're coming you can't just accidentally poison him right and then they they didn't do that joke until like an hour into the movie you're like, right because oh, okay. each person has is an expert in a different field so you had like an explosion explosives and, and sniper and yeah 
Um, so they've built this team to take him out. Um, to me, <laughs> I don't know. The during the credits, Arnold's character Gunther, uh, he has a country song, and uh, to me that was the funniest. Just hearing Arnold Schwarzenegger do a country song in general was hilarious. So to me, that was my favorite part of the whole movie was when it was done. Um, yeah, and the ending was kind of dumb too. My one of my favorite, yeah. The part at the end, without spoiling it, if you want to see it, but the part that at the end when you reveal that Arnold Schwarzenegger was there, that's right, Earth, and he's earthquake like, love, <clears throat> earthquake love. Yeah. But uh, but the thing is, they're, they're making a, it's a mockumentary style film. Yeah. And at the end, when Arnold shows up, he's like, you found out he was making his own mockumentary or his own documentary, but then like, so then it cuts like to all the times that like he was on screen in other parts. He's like. Oh, they killed this person. Why'd they do that? And, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so you just see him reacting to the whole movie. It felt it felt very much like if you watch a TV show and then like in second season they go flashback episode and they and just then, splice in. Yeah, it, that's what like it felt like they didn't have Arnold locked in until the end of the movie. So like, so like in <clears throat> Community when they hit Jack Black. Yeah, he was there the whole time. He's just off camera. Yeah, it's like it. it I don't know. Uh, my favorite bit though was uh, Bobby Moynihan. I I like him sometimes, he's and I, he's annoying some other times. But him and Hannah Simone, for, uh, who played Cece on New Girl, mm-hmm. which it took me about half an hour to realize that until oh, Chris okay. pointed it out, and I went, "Oh yeah, that is her." That's because you didn't you weren't you didn't really watch that show too much. Well, still I know her. Right. Um, but then uh, there's a part where, like they're trying to be like they, they're trying to be incognito when they've come out the airport and stuff like that, and he's like. Why? Why are you standing by me? He's like, because uh, we, because uh, otherwise, how we had to sit together. That's what it was like. They're on the plane. It's like you sat next to me on the plane. He's like, because the husband and wife has to sit next to each other. It would be weird. We never said we were husband and wife. You made that up. <laughs> like yeah. just that aspect of like him like being and then attracted. That one to... guy who was like dressed all goth. <laughs> yeah. Came up. He's like, no, you're supposed to blend in, not just disguise yourself. Yeah. But so it, it, I thought it had some funny moments, but um. Overall, I gave Killing Gunther a six because it wasn't as bad as I was gonna be. Yeah, it was worse than I thought. It was. I gave it a four and a half. You kind of you kind of warned me though, like this movie sucked. I'm like, yeah. oh boy, here we go. And then yeah. I watched it, like, oh no, it was fine. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I gave it a four and a half. <laughs> and then your K movie, my K movie was, was better. <laughs> kid of the Castle, no nope. kid who would be king. Kid who would be king. The kid who would be the king. kid who would be king. Sorry, I didn't have the because I kept. Otherwise, it would be under T. Yeah. Uh, this is a movie made by the guy who did Attack the Block, which I haven't seen yet. Yeah, I know. Um, I should have done that for my A movie, whatever. But it's uh, it's sort of like a kind of like uh, Jack the Giant Slayer that I watched last month. Yeah, it's a it, sequel. It prequel. was yeah, it was like a, a sequel, story reboot. <clears throat> the story of um, King Arthur and some of that, uh, sort of the stone type thing. But it's in current day, and um, uh, you find out that Merlin teleports to the current day. And uh, because the evil, what was she, what would even was she like the evil queen or whatever I don't mm-hmm. know sorceress type lady, uh, was gonna come out during this um, the lunar eclipse. Oh, because they only show up at night. Yeah, their presence can only be shown at night, and then they could, it's daytime but nighttime, so they can exist at the same time as. Yeah. Everyone. Because magic is weak at night. Yeah. Um, magic is weak at night. Because that's what Merlin. Okay. Merlin, remember, he's like, he he had like he did that huge spell in the kid's bedroom, 
And then I like, liked the spell. Like, the way he did the spells, I just loved it. Because he's, like, doing all these hand motions and stuff. Like, like, yeah, it'd be hard to emulate that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just, like, waving a wand. Just like... Yeah, it was, it was like, very intense uh, sign language. But also, like, he was tapping into, like, a, a, a keypad on his hand with his fingers and stuff like that. It just made me think of, like, harnessing mana and, like, manipulating it kind of thing. So, like... I, I've seen I've seen anime and some of that where like they like kind of do hand symbols symbols like slapping together and like mm-hmm. draw out like a blade or whatever and some of that it was mm-hmm. kind of like that, um, but uh, yeah so but then uh, Mar- Merlin comes shows up and it's a, a, a young kid but then Merlin shows up like days before the thing happened instead of years before it happened mm-hmm. so he basically had to, uh, <laughs> train this train these kids to be uh, the knights of the round table and learn how to fight evil, um, overall it was. Like, I was mentioning this, like, because I always worry about kids main, as being main actors and being bad actors. Mm-hmm. But when they're British, you can't tell if they're bad actors or not. I thought they were good. Yeah, I thought they were good, too. But I'm like, I don't know if they're go- actually good actors or if I just, they're British. <laughs> so I was like, but um, then uh, Patrick Stewart was the old Mer- old version of Merlin and stuff. Yeah. And, um, but no, it was fun. I thought the special effects were awesome, like the horse, the fire horses and stuff like that. And. I did find things humorous, like they were using old signs, like, like construction signs and stuff for shields. Yeah, <laughs> little triangle with the little man on it and stuff. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, um, I laughed so hard when like because it was this scene there on the highway, and because at nighttime, like when the evil comes, like everything disappears and because they're in a different yes, realm that part was very so funny. they steal a car and then like once it's daytime like the person came back in the car and they're just sitting on her lap yeah that was very funny i was like oh my god um because i didn't know how they were gonna <laughs> explain that at first hmm. um i enjoyed this movie quite a bit i i it was fun i i you probably enjoyed it much more than i did but it was it was a fun movie yeah. i don't know if i'd watch it again i would but I was entertained by it. Yeah. I, yeah, I, the thing with like kids movies, a lot of them are predictable and whatnot, but I thought they did a good job of taking an old story and making it really fresh Mm -hmm. and, uh, good for all ages. Like as an adult, you're like, Oh, this is a kid's movie. Mm -hmm. Eh, You couldn't really tell except for the fact that they're all kids in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. I gave the kid that would be King an eight and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah. I gave it a seven. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It was one of the best movies I saw this month. <laughs> Not me. Because then the next movie I watched was my L movie. Your L movie. Which... which was La La Land. Yes, that was a movie. Was it? Yeah. Okay, so... I don't know if I just wasn't the target audience for this. or I what. wasn't. Um... But La La Land is a musical, which, to me, had very disappointing music. I enjoyed the music. The music didn't seem like... I don't want to say it didn't seem like musical music. Like No, no I, I, I think that's why I liked it. I liked the music. Because <laughs> it wasn't like... It wasn't like um, Broadway type, like, hey, look at me, we're going here. See, I like it, that kind of stuff. <laughs> it, was, it was more like... We're gonna dance and sing and blah 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 blah. blah but it days. felt like if you played the music, 
you wouldn't know what fucking song it was. Oh no, not at all. Like I kept thinking that the song sounded like other songs that I knew. So then those songs got stuck in my head instead. Yeah. Cause like one of the first songs I'm like, on the highway. No, that one I actually enjoyed. Yeah. Like, but I'm trying to remember which song it was. When the movie started with that highway scene, I'm like, all right, maybe this won't be that bad. Right. I I liked that first scene a lot and it was all one shot. That was insane. Like, I can't imagine orchestrating something on a highway like that and then, like, having to make sure everything... But I guess if you're in the theater, that's yeah, the one that's, shot anyway. Yeah. Um, but still getting the camera, the technical part of it. The basic hard. premise is that the main actress, she wants to be a main actress. <laughs> and then the main actor wants to be, like, this big musical jazz guy. He wants to own a jazz owns, club. And yeah. he wants to own a jazz club. Yeah. Um, and basically have a jazz club that's like old jazz clubs and like historical things and what uh, do you want to call it chicken and sticks or chicken on a stick or something yeah chicken on a stick because that's you know what the the guy who originally had the club liked or something yeah um something but yeah she worked in a coffee shop on a studio a lot that wanted to be an actress and at the very beginning of the movie there's this big musical with all these people who want to be famous and they're all going to L.A. Because that's what it's called. La La Land is L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like trying to rehearse her lines and stuff like that. And he comes up behind and gets mad because she's not moving. So they start off on the wrong foot. And that's like their first meeting of each other. And then later she hears him playing music and like, oh, and drawn into the club and sees him get into a fight with the manager Oh, that's right, because then they're the man. Because the he wanted to play his own music, and he's like, "You gotta play this set list." He's yeah, like, Ugh. "Yeah, play Christmas music." Um, yeah. So then you find they, you know, they follow their relationship and their ups and downs, and trying to be famous. And he wants to start his club, and then he ends up getting into a band and goes on tour and stuff. And she's like, "What about your club?" He's like, "Well, I'm making money. Isn't that what you wanted?" Blah blah blah. And uh, they get into fights and. Um, I don't know. I liked how it ended, like the ending, which I'm not going to say. I don't even remember what the ending was. I think I gave up Because she goes mentally that... to the club, and then like they do the flashback thing. Oh, yeah. Um, I liked that part. I thought that was kind of cool, but overall it was like, eh. I never, I never have to see this movie again. They... The music's not going to get stuck in my head, so I'm not going to be like, oh, I want to watch that part where they sing that song again. Well, the problem is like, <clears throat> the character is... To me, weren't likable, at all. Like, and the, like, like that's because they're all like focused on doing their thing, and that's it. And it's like, like, I don't know. Like when they had their big fight at like near the end, when like he's like, I'm just I want to make money, I'm making money. It's like, but this is what you want to do. He's like, well, not for now, but I'm saving up money so I can like. She's like, mm-hmm. you should be doing what you want to do. And I'm like, okay. Sometimes first of all, you have to yeah, do what you follow, don't yeah. want to get yeah. to the point you want. You're all trying to follow your dreams, but at the same time, you're not being realistic. And it's just like, I feel like that was like, I don't know. It didn't seem like the relationship felt real at all. Mm-mm. And I was like, I'm not rooting for this couple to last. <laughs> and that was like, and that's not a good thing. I for wish like you would have watched Born, uh, what was it? Born This Way. No, the Lady Gaga one. With oh, Stars Born? <laughs> Stars Born. I want you to watch it to see how much you ripped that movie apart. Holy fuck, if you're ripping this one because of the characters... Oh, don't worry. We have a much worse uh, relationship later on. There's something something that you picked out. Something that God you picked out. It. 
Um, but yeah, La La Land. I'm glad it didn't win Best Picture. I thought it did. No, it is a nope. Moonlight. Oh, that's right. That was like the big snafu. Because I'm like this. That's how I was with Stars Born too. And I'm like, this movie shouldn't have won an Academy. I mean, like the music was good, or the one song was good in Stars Born. But I'm like, it's not an award-winning well, movie. The problem with this movie too is like, <clears throat> it either was a musical or it wasn't. It, there was like right. they like they didn't set any boundaries. It was like the first like, opening scene, like everyone like dancing and singing, like okay, cool. Okay, this is and then it's just and then it's just a normal movie for a while. And then they just randomly sing when she's getting ready. Yeah, but then like and then also like when they like were at that park looking for a car or whatever, like they're walking to walking to a car. Yeah, and they sit down on the bench and they do the thing where they're dancing with the feet mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I'm like, they never do that before or after that point. Like they never like they never do any sort of like musical show stage like broadway type thing right it's like 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 um singing in the rain it was like that throughout the whole fucking movie this was like it wasn't through the movie it was like spread through evenly it it didn't feel forced when they like they just started doing a playful thing with their feet like like, dancing is this happening or is this like a musical scene yeah it was like i i don't know why you gave it such a high score i'm gonna knock it i gave la la land a six oh really I gave it a five. Cause that wasn't. I mean, it was, it was worth watching. Yeah, but that's as high as. Now I know why my parents hated it. Oh yeah, I can see them like they didn't like Stars Born either. <laughs> no, they, they. My parents saw this in the theater, like for like those five dollar Tuesdays or yeah. a matinee or something. And my parents were like that movie was so stupid. They were watching it, and Kristen goes, "Your I can't believe your parents saw this, watch this movie." I'm like, I know. I could see them watching it, but I couldn't see them watching it in the theater. Yeah, I couldn't see my mom going, oh, come on. Like, I could totally see them watching it on streaming or something just to see what it is. But, like, they paid money. They went somewhere and paid money to see this. It's, like, not something my parents would. No. My mom is much more Sandra Bullock, like, Julie Roberts type movies. Yeah. My dad's. Like, Notting Hill. Um, More like. He likes the James movie. Bond. And... Yeah, he likes dad movies, like dumb comedies, like Police Academy or whatever and stuff. Die Hard. Uh, speaking of dumb comedies, my L movie is not a dumb comedy. <laughs> no, but this I... is the kind of movie Dad would watch. Maybe. I got creeped out a little bit though. Uh, but the movie I picked was Leon the Professional. Yeah, I was definitely creeped out too. Leon the Professional because that's one of those movies that like everyone talks about. And I've never seen it. I just think it's weird because for. I known of this movie's existence forever. Yeah. Um. I mean, not forever. It came out in the nineties, but 90, like ninety. Ninety four. Was it ninety four? Yeah, according yeah. to whatever I looked it up on. Um. But like, I remember when it came out, I was like, "It's called The Professional," and they're like, "No, it's Leon the Professional." Like forever, I thought it was just called The Professional. Yeah. But it's called Leon the Professional, mm-hmm. and I was like, then when you lent it to me, I'm like. It's definitely Leon the Professional. I don't know why. <laughs> it's not like the name Leon's hidden <laughs> No. on the cover. I don't know. But anyway, explain this movie. So Leon the Professional, uh, Leon is a... a Leon! He's a character. He he, he refers to himself as a cleaner. Uh, mm-hmm. So like he gets hired to do contracts, kill people, $5,000 a pop. Um, and... Uh, so he lives in this apartment building, and uh, he witnesses this. Uh, he's he kind of becomes friends with this little girl, 
that lives down the hall from him. Um, yeah, I guess she went out to get groceries. Yeah, she met him in the, in the stairwell or whatever. And uh, she went to get groceries. But then um, her stepdad uh, owed this guy drug money. And they came and murdered the whole family while she was out to get groceries. Like, that fucking shotgun to the bathtub scene, I was like, fuck. Like, you just saw, like, the bubbles. Like, mm-hmm. Jesus, I kind of want to know. The little kid. Yeah, like I kind of want to know how they did that, like that fact. Bu- yeah, but also I don't want to know because that scares me. Um, so then the girl comes back, as like they're out still like at the apartment, and she walks by and she sees like her family members like dead in the hallway, and she's like, "Nope," just keeps walking. It's like the guy's apartment is like, "Let me in, let me in," and that was a fucking awesome like just yeah. like her just crying. Because he's like, watching through the people anyway because he's like getting ready. Yeah, just to in have case. to take somebody out. Yeah. Um. So then, um, so then after that, they, uh, she was like, well, you're cleaner. Teach me how to clean. <laughs> and she's mm-hmm. like, because like, she doesn't have money to hire. She wants to take out the people who killed her family. Yeah. She doesn't have the money to hire them. So played, she wants to learn. Played by Gary Oldman, who is so great. His character was insane. Like, like as the character, like his mind is freaking broken. Um, but he did an awesome job. Like Gary Oldman's amazing. Yeah, like we he needs to win an Oscar. Like he needs honestly. to do movies that draw Oscar attention. Like yeah. he does so many random movies. Well, he did. He's amazing Bat- in them. He did the Batman movies, right? But he's amazing in his the movies he's in. But he's not in like movies that would grab toward the yeah. Oscars. Like he's not doing movies to win Oscars, which he could. Like my first exposure to him was Fifth Element. Yeah, me too. But I'm just saying, like, Leonardo DiCaprio picks movies that are Oscar bait. Yeah. Like, Gary Oldman doesn't. He goes, that looks like it'll be a fun movie. I'm yeah. going to do it. And then he just kills it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so then she... Because uh, she... he didn't pick Batman to win an Oscar. No. no. He just did it because he loves Batman. He's he Gordon... gets to be in a movie. It's He's Batman. Commissioner Gordon, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so then she she's like, I want to take down these guys that killed my family. And meanwhile, they're like, oh, shit. They have three kids. We only killed two of them. We have to find her, and then it kind of turns into like him teaching her how to how to uh, how to you know uh, kill kill and some of that. Which some of the shots were so funny, like though when they're teaching her like, the paint on the in the gun and stuff. Yeah, like in the in park. The park. <laughs> it's, it's like a sniper paintball gun. And she shoots like the mayor or something, and like the secret service like shit. Where, where? Um, but no, it's a. Uh, it's funny because like, it's played by Jean Reno, uh, who's a French actor, but like, he's just like, he you're like oh he's a tough guy, but then like, there's so many moments you're like oh he's a good guy, he's such a nice guy and stuff, and Christ this movie yeah when he went to the movie theater yeah he's breaking down in the theater well I was gonna say the uh, um the 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 fashion show thing and he yeah. walks up with John Wayne it's like Clint Eastwood. Like he's just so disappointed and walks off. Like that was the god that was such a great like it was a fun movie. It's um boy, it it made me feel bad for quite a few scenes. But it was worth it. I I, I like Natalie it. Portman got really creep her character got really creepy Yeah a lot in the movie. I mean like I was like, Your character's just creepy. You're I don't like, like this. You're like fifteen. She was like I think fourteen or twelve or something like that. I, I think know. she was at 12 when she did the movie, but I think she's like, her character was like 14, 12 or 
14. Because she was like, the thing is, she was at a school for, um... She's played a 12-year-old girl. Yeah. But I think, That's so creepy. Yeah. Because like, she, falls... she falls in love with him, and he's like in his 30s. And he's like, you're a child. Um, but no, I, I liked it. I... The version I have is like the yeah, see, this uncut cover... version, so it's like almost two and a half hours. See, this just says the professional. Yeah. Maybe that's the poster I saw. But um, it was really good. This was Leon. <laughs> but no, I, I like the movie a lot. Um, it's not the best movie I ever saw, but it was like it. It, it was a nice movie to end the month on. So I gave Leon the professional a seven and a half. I gave it a seven. All right. So pretty damn close. Pretty damn close. Um, yeah. Oops, sorry. There. Yeah, no I less than that. I watched a lot of movies this month. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I watched a lot of eh movies this month. Uh, so I'm gonna uh try to bust through a bunch of mine. So uh, this month I watched a bunch of the uh, what movie? What was I gonna say? M Night Shyamalan. No, movies. A, a bunch of the. TV miniseries movies of Stephen King. Okay. So I watched Tommyknockers because I finally read the book and I wanted to compare it to see how the book was compared to the movie. One of my least favorite Stephen King books. And the movie was better? One of my least favorite Stephen King adaptations. Because I've seen this movie. Yeah. It's not... You said Tommyknockers, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. The book is better. Ouch. But... The ending of that movie was dumb. (sighs) So, Tommy Knockers, um, a woman stumbles upon this, uh, stumbles upon this, and this whole city takes place in Haven, which the TV show Right. Um, but I don't know if they mentioned that yet. But, uh, Tommy Knockers, so this woman who's an author, she, like, runs into this piece of metal sticking out of the ground, and, uh, she starts digging it, digging out of the ground, and realizes it's a spaceship. And then people start going, like, start getting, like, these psychic things where they can, like, read each other's minds, and they start inventing all these different things. But uh, they missed. They skipped over this whole like terraforming, like part of the story in the movie, because people started turning actually turning into aliens, oh. and they couldn't breathe normal air. So the air in the city was like getting toxic. So anyone that came, anyone that left died, or anyone that came in died, because they're slowly like the more they uncovered the ship. They didn't do that in the movie. No, they just kind of had like her makeup was uh, she was getting very pale and sunken eyes. Um, so, uh, and then of course... See, that sounds like a cooler aspect than yeah. the whole movie in general. Yeah, so like, at the end of the book, you're like, this town is fucked. But then this movie, you're like, yeah, well, uh, the spaceship's gone now, so, the end. But, uh, boy, I don't like alien stuff much, and I, sorry Stephen King, I don't like your version of alien stuff either. But, uh, yeah, because like, then one of the main characters, he has a metal plate in his head, so this spaceship doesn't affect him. Uh, so he's the one that has to try to figure out how to get rid of it without everyone like turning their back on him. Um, was that the Dreamcatcher? What? Dreamcatcher was one with aliens too. Yeah, that was, but it also kind of was a sort of it reference to. Yeah. Kind of. Um, but anyways, the Tommy Knockers movie, I I I gave it a five. It's nothing worth watching, but I watched it. And also, um, there are a couple of actors in it that I'm like, ah, oh, it's funny to see them in this because, uh, what's her name? That that, like, por- that porn actress that uh, got busted because she was, did most of her porn when she was 17. Tracy Lords. Oh, okay. She's in it because uh, she's also in like uh, a bunch of the, the Crybaby and um, Serial Mom, and like she's in a bunch of like the John Winter- Winters movie 
Waters, John Waters movies. Um, but yeah, I gave Tom Knox a five. Then I jumped into another Stephen King miniseries. This is not based on... This is like he wrote this script for TV. It's not a miniseries. Okay. It's not a book. It's not a short story. Called The Golden Years. Oh, that's an actual story? No, it's not a story. It's not a book or anything. It's a, No, it's, but I'm just saying, like, whenever I saw Golden Years, I thought it was like a biography about him. No. So it's an actual, like... It's a story. story. That's what I mean. It's an actual story, not... Yeah. I thought it was like a documentary series talking about Stephen King. No. So, uh, it was... It's about this guy who's like in his 70s, and he works at this like science lab. And they're practicing this, uh, this like sort of aging experiment that the machine causes an error and blows up. And then this main guy, he kind of turns, he kind of gets exposed to the radiation and he starts de-aging. Um, but then the government's like, hey, this uh, this guy, he, he's like a lab experiment and we got to capture him because if he leaks any of this information, it's bad for us. So then the government hunts him down as he's like de-aging. But he maybe de-ages five years in the whole movie. It's not like he turns into like a teenager or anything. Yeah. Um, he's like in his 70s like worst case scenario there's less wrinkles and his hair uh, turns brown instead of gray but um, the whole movie is basically him just like running away from this government trying to get to like their daughter's place in Chicago Uh, but um, what's her name Huffman Uh, is it Felicity Felicity Huffman from yep uh, from like there's News. Jackie and Sports Night and all that. Yeah, News Night and was that? She she's like one of the main actresses in it that I recognize. Um, Stephen King plays a bus driver. Yep, yep. <laughs> the first cast of Stephen King. Yeah, he plays, that's how you know it's a good one because he plays a part in it. Um, love the guy, but boy. Um, <laughs> so his. Uh, his knowing of what tv and film is good is not the highest not the highest but if he says something's his good, books are good yeah if he says something is good though i'll still check it out because one of the movie called movies on the shelf in there um he said are he good like? so because he loved maximum overdrive oh he knows he had admitted later that it was sucked just like he also he, admitted Dreamcatcher. he sucked. also admitted tiny knockers isn't good so there we go but golden years i gave that a four and a half it was boring, but there's one dude that was like a hippie-looking guy, and they called him Captain Trips. Ha, 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 from the funny. stand. Yeah, because he, he had like a captain's hat on and a coat and stuff like that, and it was kind of funny. Um, so the one of the movies I watched this month, I watched Ad Astra, and Scott's really like, I have no idea what the hell that movie familiar. is. Sounds um, familiar. It was one that came out last year. It's Brad Pitt as a spaceman. Yeah. Um, so this is in a distant future where they're the year 2000 no um where they're exploring the universe to see if there's other life out there and stuff and they have a space station on mars and whatnot and brad pitt's dad was on this mission to search for alien life and he and his crew went out and then they never came back and they're like oh he died um and then brad pitt's like i'm gonna become an astronaut just like my dad so like he becomes I mean, this is kind of like pre-movie type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like some of the best because he's got no personal attachment. His like mind is like 
focused on the job like when people say or do stuff to him he just shrugs it off and just continues working she's like oh he's gonna be perfect for this next mission because you know we did a psychological test and he's gonna pass and then like this is top secret it cannot leave this room and they tell him yeah we got a message from your dad he killed everybody on his crew oh boy and uh he's gotten messages from us and we know he got them but he's not responding so you're on a mission he's outside like i think he's on a moon of jupiter or something like that and they're like we're gonna send you out there because we feel like if anything you can get to him mm-hmm. and they're like oh so then like he's like they picked me because i'm the best for this and then like as the movie goes you're like oh they're just using me because it's my dad mm-hmm. um so like then the movie just like follows that and i'm not going to spoil how it ends but that's the premise of the movie and that's it like i feel like once the movie got done i was like this is this is it this mm. is this is what was two and a half hours long there's like no b plot or anything it's just right. like straightforward there's just like stops along the way and then like oh and now the movie's done like ah. one i'm not like the biggest space person yeah Maybe if you're a space person, you might like this movie. <laughs> um, I thought, I mean, I love 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. So it's not like I don't like space movies. This was just really boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the ideas and stuff were interesting. Like, I feel much like 2001 A Space Odyssey, where they kind of predicted how space travel would be, because that movie came out before they landed on the moon. <laughs> Like, like, oh, this is what a space station is going to be like, and blah, blah, blah. Like, the checkpoints and stuff on the way and to refuel and all this stuff, like, could be realistic, I guess. So people might like it if they're huge space nuts. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, this is cool, because they never thought of that, blah, 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 and stuff. Um, there was some weird, there was a weird scene, like, he gets to Mars, and there's like random other people on Mars and they're like trying to take them out because they're government like, Oh, you guys are government officials. Da, 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 and they're like shooting at them and stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, how did they get to Mars <laughs> to like, you know, it just seems like the kind of thing that happened randomly in a desert. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, this was another one of those movies that was up for the Academy Awards. And I was like, huh, I should check it out. And I was like, really? Like visually, maybe like how realistic and everything. And, but I gave it a five and a half. Okay. I didn't think it was that great. Like, the cast, like I said, the cast is great. But I don't know. I didn't feel like there was much going on in this movie. Um, now, Ad Astra. Ad Astra is the movie. I gave it a five and a half. Speaking of space stuff, I watched uh, a Tim Burton movie. One of the few Tim Burton movies I have uh, called Mars Attacks. <laughs> I saw this many years ago. I watched ago. this as well. Yeah, I saw this many years ago when it came out in theaters. And I was mentioning uh, to my girlfriend about it. And so we sat down and watched it because we're talking about Natalie Portman again. Because I saw what I want to watch Leon. I forgot the, she was in this until yeah. I watched it. I'm like, oh yeah, she's the president's daughter. Yeah. So I was like talking talk about like Leon Professional. I'm like, oh, it's what Natalie Portman. I'm like, oh yeah, she's in Mars, Texas. Right. There are so many people so in this many movie. People. But like some of them are there for like five minutes. Yeah. Some are like. Like, Jack Black's in it, but he's in it for, like, two minutes. He's in it more than I remember him being in it, though. <laughs> but, uh, so basically, the plot of this is based on the Topps comics. Um, Car- not comics, cards. 
cards and then comics. It was a, it was a collectible card um, where they had images of Mars attacking Earth, like burning the cows and doing like... So they made a movie based on trading cards, which have no plot, really. They're mm-hmm. just like images of events. And somehow, I mean, I guess I read that... Uh, Tim Burton collected those cards and stuff, so he was, like, really familiar with it. Mm-hmm. So, if you know much about the cards, he pieced together a lot of scenes from the cards and made it into the Like, he made a plot yeah. out of cards, okay. <laughs> which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, but as like, when I first saw it, I didn't think that much of it because I didn't really know about the cards. Yeah. Um, and then later comics, but... Oh, well, uh, basically, uh, Mars Mars uh, sends these aliens to Earth, and uh, they're like they come, so they have like a press conference type thing, and they're like, yeah, we come in peace, and then they just kill almost everyone there, and they go, oh, maybe they got scared because the dove is yeah, maybe they hate yeah, they, maybe they birds. hate doves or birds, or whatever. So then they they do another one, and they annihilate everyone again, and it just keeps like turning into the like these aliens are just they just love killing things. And they think it's funny. It's like a comedic-ish, like, dark comedy movie type thing. They're basically acting like children. With weapons. Yeah, they're basically... Because they kidnap a bunch of people and, like, do experiments and stuff. Like, trying to understand. So they're just like... I don't know. They act like children. Yeah. Like, oh, look at these new toys we found. Yeah, and, like, some of the stuff I don't understand. of course, like, burning army army men type thing. Like, I like the... uh, When they knock over the Washington Monument and then like the kids like the voice scouts are like there so they start running so they fly back around and then like re- like knock the Washington Monument back in the other direction and they run back across so they go pick it up and like knock it back over onto them that's funny but um a lot of get stars like I mean Tom Jones uh Jack Nicholson Michael J. Fox Sarah Jessica Pierce Parker Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan um Annette Benning, Annette Benning, uh Glenn Close Natalie Portman, Jack Black, Jodan Baker. So, okay. I, I mean, like... It, so, you know. I was looking up stuff about this movie after I watched it. Um, apparently, in Vegas, they're like, hey, we're going to tear this building down. And he's like, I want to make this part of the movie. So, that like that part where they took that skyscraper down, they were actually taking that skyscraper down in Vegas, and they mm. he wanted to use it in his movie. Because mm. so, it was like an actual effect of the building coming down <laughs> that he like wrote into the movie. <laughs> it's a it's a fun silly movie. Um, yeah, it's a little crazy. Yeah, don't expect too much from it, but it just it has that it has that feel where it's just fun to watch. And the cats were freaking out whenever the 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 Martians talked. Like <laughs> they just stopped and just stared at the TV. Like what the hell is happening? What is this noise? <laughs> but I thought it was a fun movie. Um, it's like I said, it's, it's just, it's not the smartest no. movie, but it's a lowbrow entertaining film. And yeah, I gave Mars attacks a seven. Me too. Oh, look at that. Um, I'm going to blow through a couple movies, uh, but you watched the first one. Okay. Uh, the howling howling. I yes. decided I like horror movies and I decide that if there's a horror franchise that I'm somewhat interested in, I'm going to try to watch them all. Oh Jesus. But unfortunately, I guess one of these movies is very hard to come by, and that's apparently the best one of the best ones, one of the best sequels. That's usually what happens. It's, yeah, because it's apparently during like in the Wild West or something. But um, 
So I watched Howling, the first movie, uh, which Jason also watched. Mm-hmm. But it is um, this woman is doing this. Uh, this reporter is doing this piece on uh, the serial killer who goes after sex workers and stuff. And she's like, "I'm going undercover to figure this out." But then while she's going undercover, she uh, does she she doesn't get attacked by does she get attacked by the werewolf right away? Um, she gets attacked by. Well, some... what happens is that like they lose contact. Yeah. And they find her and they shoot the person that was coming after her. Yeah. And then later that person shows up again like, oh, I'm still alive because yeah. I'm a werewolf. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> but then, I mean, she doesn't get attacked there. You no, know, that's right. Because then they, after that, they're like, whoa, you did a very brave thing. And then she's like, I'm going to take a little vacation. Mm-hmm. And she go, kind of goes. Then, in, yeah, once they get to that resort or yeah, retreat or whatever. She goes to like and visits these like people that uh, believe in werewolves and like do a lot of rituals involving mm-hmm. werewolves and then there she gets attacked or quite a few people get attacked mm-hmm. and turn into werewolves and there's a whole like thing going on it was just interesting because it the movie felt like a broadcast news type vibe yeah like it was a very high quality well done movie i mean aside from the fact that it was also a news broadcast thing too but like it just seemed more real like yeah it felt like an actual movie right it felt like not actual... just a, where horror movies are like oh they're horror movies like you could wa- turn on a tv and if a movie's on you're like oh this is a horror movie i can tell just the way it's shot and stuff where this is like yeah it did not if i didn't know if i didn't know that the howling had a bunch of other sequels like knowing that it has a whole bunch of sequels it makes you think that the first one's not going to be good right but the first one, I the first I one was it. really good. Yeah, and then they're like, "Hey, it did really well. Let's make sequels." And they're like, "It's not done by the same people." <laughs> I'm not, I'm not much of a werewolf person, but like American Werewolf in Paris, it's no really American good. Werewolf in London. Sorry, yeah, American, American Werewolf in London was really and good. And Howling are like two really good werewolf movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave the Howling an eight and a half. Oh Jesus, I gave it a seven and a half. <laughs> I thought it was. Re- like, maybe it was the fact that it surprised me how good it was. Yeah. And then the fact that it came out in 81, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is better than, like, a lot of movies that came out after this that weren't even, like, that were just normal movies. Now, for the second movie, I'm going to spoil the ending of the first movie. <laughs> so, Howling, I gave it a seven and a half. The second movie is called Howling 2, dot, 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 Your Sister is a Werewolf. Um... So at the end of the first Howling, she's doing this story. Like the news, news reporter after she turns into a werewolf, she's like, "Werewolves are like werewolves are real," and she turns into a werewolf on TV. Yeah, because it's not like it's not one of those things where it's like uh, it has to be a full moon. They they can control it. So she turns into a werewolf on TV, and they just shoot her and kill her. So the second movie starts off at her funeral. Oh, okay. And uh, Christopher Lee, uh, you know the famous actor Christopher Lee shows up and he goes, Hey, uh, your sister's a werewolf. The guy's like, what are you talking about? Because it's the main dude. So your sister's a werewolf. She was a werewolf. He's like, no, that was special effects. He's like, no, they murdered her. Like, no, no, werewolves exist. Come with me. I'll show you where the main werewolf, uh, fucking cave hideout thing is. So then they fly off to like, I don't know, London or something. I don't remember exactly where it was. And then, uh, they just kind of like, go around like killing werewolves and then it's like spliced together with all these like like the head werewolf mistress or whatever like the head werewolf queen or whatever 
is like just hosting all these like sex parties and like and werewolves are having sex with each other like as humans and werewolves and stuff like that and it's I lost track of the movie after that because I felt like nothing happened except for like people turned into werewolves and they looked awful and just like man it was so I, I okay I don't I don't I, I, I don't know it was such a bad movie. Like, I was just blown. I'm like, this can't be the same, like, people. <laughs> I think it's a different no, no. crew altogether. And I was talking with Eric about this, my friend Eric, and he's like, yeah. He's like, the, the first one did really well. And then the second one, like, you want to make another one? Here's $700. Have fun. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then, like... Because didn't the werewolves look nothing like... They looked like fucking Halloween masks uh, from, like, Fleet Farm. <laughs> like, they're just so bad. But then there was, like, this this part in the movie where they're at a concert, like in this park. And then once the credits hit, like just go to YouTube and type werewolf howling two credits and just watch that and just try to figure out what the fuck is going on. Like there's nudity in it, but that it happens on, uh, it happens on, uh, I'm not going to have audio on, but yeah, but like, it's just like, they just keep cutting all these like scenes back and forth. And the song is, the song is awful too. That is playing. Um, I mean, if you want to turn the audio up for a second, just to listen to the, the song. It's buffering weird. It's. Yeah. So this whole song's happening, and they just take a whole bunch of like clips from the movie. And just like, and then just like edit a montage of just like, and you see this woman ripping off her dress oh, like yeah, 80 times. times. And the whole time it's like, oh, here's the cast and credit and the guy's singing the song. And then just cut back to like, here's the woman ripping off her shirt again. And then here's a werewolf. Someone turning into a werewolf. And back to the people dancing on stage. And then <laughs> like, it's like, I don't like, that was the best part of the movie because I didn't know what the hell was going on. But the whole movie, I didn't know what was happening. Like... Like, it just keeps repeating it over and over what again. <laughs> like, ooh. But right. yeah, uh, but Howling 2, Your Sister Werewolf, I gave it a three and a half. Because it's not good, but I, I have that as a badge of honor my, on my DVD Now that you rack. can say you've seen it. Yeah. Uh, which leads me into Howling 3, The Marsupials. Okay. Um, <laughs> so this woman, uh, this woman, like, ends up in Australia, like, escaping from her family, like, camp or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I don't even want to know. Like, when once you live together, like, in the wilderness, she escapes from them, and they're like, we need to get her back, because she's a werewolf. And she's like, I want to be an actress. And this guy, like, this guy, <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is this guy. This guy is like... images from this movie. Yeah. This guy, like, he, he he's like, you, you're pretty. You should be an actress. And she's like, I'm making a, horror, a werewolf movie. And he's like watching a werewolf movie. She's like, that's not right. That's not how they turn. This is not this. And the guy just doesn't grasp that she's a werewolf or knows anything about werewolves. They look like furries. But then, but then scroll back up on the Google, that, that image to the, to the right, uh, there's these three werewolves that are dressed as nuns, but they look like someone, like if you made the goof troop characters and the yeah, human beings. It looks like a goof troop character. They're like hunting her down, trying to find her. And then at one point, I feel like they ran out of plot. And then the last like half hours is them running around Australia because the guy has sex with the girl and then they make like a half a werewolf baby. 
or, or marsupial baby because it's in Australia. Mm-hmm. They don't have werewolves. They have marsupials. So it's like a weird like tiger uh, werewolf hybrid thing. Uh, and then like the last half hours like that, and they just like run around the woods uh, in Australia hiding from hunters. Um, it's not good. and uh, But it's better than the second one. But I gave uh, Howling 3, the marsupials, a 5 out of 10. And we'll see what happens, because I still have a few more to watch. Oh, you haven't watched them yet? No. Which one were you missing? Uh, I think it's like the 7th or 8th one. Oh, Jesus. They go up. Because <laughs> it's only list once for six. Yeah, because four, because uh, four is like what the the the, the original four, nightmare. Yeah, and then f- I think five is uh, the rebirth. The rebirth, and six the is freaks. Is it is the freaks? It's the freaks. And seven is uh, reborn. Okay. And then it looks like there's a moon rising, new moon rising. New moon well. rising. Those they stop numbering them after six. I think I think there's a there's one other one that. I can't remember because it's not like a lot of these are on Tubi, Tubi TV. Yeah, I was have, gonna say you can watch a bunch of them for free right yeah, here. Yeah, if you have Tubi TV, T U B I dot TV, it's an app. Um, but even and, here, you can just watch them on YouTube. Yeah, the whole movie on YouTube for free. Yeah, but there's like there's one that's like in the in like the, the Wild West. Flicks. Um, that apparently is apparently one of the best ones, and uh, no one, it's not anywhere. But, yeah, so that's the howling. Wow, wow. I mean, I have, I have more to watch. I thought you watched them all this month, sir. Oh, no, 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 not all of them. No, no, no. Speaking of horror series, uh, I watched a reboot of sorts of a horror series called Child's Play. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, um, Into the Dark. No, that's af- I watched that after. But Child's Play... Um, if you remember Child's Play, the original ones, one, two, three, uh, it was a little Chucky doll. A guy get, possesses a doll, and the doll goes around killing people. Um, and then it branched off. Someone had the rights. I don't remember how it wor- works, but one company had the rights to Chucky, and they made started making Chucky movies. So that's why they had The Bride of Chucky, Chucky like all these Chucky movies. And then Child's Play is a different company. So the company that owned Child's Play is like, hey, we're going to reboot the franchise. So I'm like, that's dumb. But then I watched this movie and I was like, it's actually pretty good. I just wish they wouldn't have called it Chucky. You could have just called him something else and then like it's its own thing. Um, but basically, the good buddy, is that what it is? Good, good buddy, something like that. Good, good guy? Good guy dolls. The good guy dolls. Um they are this new Bluetooth robotic doll that walks around and does stuff and it adapts and learns from the, the, the kids. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Oh, you like this? Oh, you like this song? So then it like sings the songs and stuff and it can tap into your other devices. So like the Alexa type things so is like, Oh, it can broadcast music on there or do this and that. Um, one of the, like the very beginning of the movie, it shows the factory where they're making these dolls and stuff. And one of the guys is making the dolls and the guy comes up to me and goes, you are terrible. You're not doing your quota, blah, blah, blah. Get pissed. You're fired. And he's like, oh. So then he fucking messes with one of the dolls, turns off the safety measures and all this stuff on the doll. And and now it's, and then he kills himself. And then, Jesus. Um, yeah. 
And then, like, now that doll's out there. And then it cuts to Aubrey Plaza, who is a single mother, and she works at this toy store. And people are constantly bringing back this doll. It's like, the, the good guy's doll is like, it's not working. It's not doing this stuff. It's like, ugh. So then one of them comes, and the lady's like, yeah, its eyes turn red, and then it, like, starts yelling random things and stuff like that. And she gives them the money back, and she's like, what do you guys do with these defected things? Oh, we send them back. But could it, like, I don't know, not make it on the truck or something? So then she takes this defective one home, and it's the Chucky and stuff. Um, and he's like, oh, I'm – he adapts to the kid who gets it, and he's like, oh, you like this. And then – He's got a stepdad who's an asshole and the cat's a dick and stuff like that. And like, he's like, oh, that freaking cat. I hate it so much. Sometimes I just wish it was gone and stuff. And then the doll's like, oh, really? So he like goes and kills the cat. And they're like, what did you do? And like, so it's like the doll's like doing what he's like, you're my best friend. And he's just doing stuff that the kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like people are pissing him off. He's like, oh, okay, I'll help you. And like. It's just, it gets crazy, but, um, I don't know. It was enjoyable. It was better than I thought it was going to yeah. be. I'm just like, oh, it's a remake. Oh, it's electronics gone bad, but it's, it is, but it, it's also like, it doesn't fully grasp reality. So it's like, there's no filters. Yeah, it doesn't know it's malicious. Right. Um, but there's other parts. It's like, oh my God, you are going too far, man. Um, this movie, there was a couple scenes that were way more graphic and violent than I expected in a movie. Like, there's a good two or three scenes. I'm like, holy crap. I can't believe they put that in this movie. Um, I thought it was enjoyable. I, on this podcast, I've watched, like, all of the Child's Play movies in it. Um, so I'm like, I gotta watch the new one. And it was on, I think, HBO or something, or Hulu. I don't remember one of the two. So I watched it and I was like, yeah, it's actually pretty good. I give it a seven and a half. Um, It's definitely worth watching. You just got to like imagine that none of the other Chucky movies exist and it's its own thing. And I think you'll enjoy it a lot more. Yeah, I I feel kind of. And it's Mark Hamill's the voice of the doll, which I'm like, Mark Hamill makes a pretty good psychotic voice. (laughs) I like, I I like Dorf though. Yeah, he was good too. But But Audrey Plaza as a mom was kind of weird, but yeah because she still seems like young yeah but but also the, th- the thing is too like i, I kind of like the fact that it's like a guy's soul that he puts mm-hmm. into the doll like that's the creepy part for me yeah is it's not like just taking it yeah. right that's why i think they still could have the chucky movies and have the new child's play ones as two separate yeah. things because i wouldn't be surprised if they're still making chucky movies um with the guy's soul and the doll and stuff yeah so, sorry, what'd you give it? I gave uh, Child's Play from 2019, I should say. Uh, seven and a half. Okay. Um, I watched a horror movie, uh, possibly... Uh, <laughs> uh, possibly one of uh, one of the first, if not the first, Brooke Shields movie uh, called Alice, Sweet Alice. Oh. Um, she plays like a heard of this. 10-year-old girl. Uh, she's super young. But um, but she's like in it for like 1977. five. But she's like, uh, <laughs> no, she's that's like, a creepy image that pops up right away. Yep. Um, I want to show that to my girlfriend who doesn't like dolls and or uh, creepy things like that. And the poster um, is creepy too. It's pretty awesome. Like like, 
the just the visuals of this movie are cool, but overall the movie's not amazing, but it's still fun. So what happens is Brooke Shields, she's like ten Did years. You survive the night. She's Nothing like will scare you again. <laughs> she's like ten years old in this movie, but she's like the favorite daughter. Um, and then she's going to like her first communion at at the church. And then um, their their other daughter Alice, uh, she like always wears this like yellow raincoat. Uh, and she wears like this creepy doll mask and stuff oh, like that. So that's the sister. Yeah, so that's that's oh, Alice. Alice. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the movie's uh, so what happens is uh, they're like, all right, all the kids come out for communion and stuff for the first communion, and um, the main girl, whatever, uh, sorry, Brooke Shields' character, she doesn't come out, and they go, where is she? How come we can't? We how come she didn't come out for communion? And uh, someone had murdered her and shoved her in a pew in the back of the church and lit it on fire. And they go, oh no, what the hell's happening? But uh, but she's like she's like the favorite of the family, and then the other girls like, uh, not the favorite. So um, afterwards, like, they start thinking that Alice did it, because all these people start getting murdered, and they see her someone running around with this yellow raincoat and this mask on, just like Alice. And they go, and so they ended up like taking her out of school and putting her into like a psychiatric ward and stuff. And say so, like you need to talk and work out your problems, but then the killings keep going on. You're like, what is happening? And then uh, Alice is like, it's my sister doing this, and like, but your sister's dead. And she's like, no, I see her doing this. You're like, what the fuck is happening? And like, <laughs> so is she crazy in this? And this? I don't want to get a spoiler away, but like, once the reveal of uh, of the killer, I'm like, you fucking gotta be kidding me. Like, um, where did you, is, you have the DVD of this? Yeah. I heard about it on a couple. Uh, I heard about it on a podcast once. They're talking about it. Um, but yeah, that mask is pretty awesome. Like just some of the still shots of this film, I'm like, what? And that that girl, the main girl, Alice. Oh. I'm like, she looks so familiar. She was in like two movies. And I'm like, it's oh, on, uh, Prime Video. Oh, there you go. But uh, I gave Alice, sweet Alice. Oh God, my phone fell asleep. I gave that a six and a half. It was good, but. Um, Nothing too amazing. It was very low. It was very low uh, quality and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. it wasn't really high production, but it was still good. I liked it. It was fun. Um, the next movie I watched was a horror and a horror anthology movie called Tales of Halloween. This sounds familiar. Um, it came out in the last like couple years. Uh, what's his name? Adam Green. Yeah, he's tied to it. Like he's in it. You can see him okay. in it at some points. Um, but it is just a whole bunch of short. Oh yeah, I remember seeing the poster and thinking it was amazing. The poster is cool. It's like a tree and then like the moon behind it, but it looks like a skull. Um, the anthology stories though, nothing too amazing. Like nothing really sticks out. There's like maybe, I'd say seven or eight mini stories in it. Okay. I think. Um, and the only, the only reasons why like some stick out to me is because I'm like, oh, that actor's in it, or that actor's in it. Um, but I don't know, <sighs> like some of the short story, some of the stories in it were kind of cool. Like one of the stories in it was kind of cool, um, because it was like someone like trick or treating, like a bunch of tr- people trick or treating. But then, uh, if you look at some of the trick or treaters, there are kids from other stories. Oh, nice. So that was kind of neat. Um, but no, it was it was fine. It had like like one of the short stories was uh, these people babysitting like this uh, 
the girl is babysitting her younger brother for Halloween. Like, have you heard of Sweet Tooth? And so this kid, like, who went his he went go um, trick or treating, and his parents ate all his candy. So then he killed his parents and, and ate the candy out of their stomach and stuff like that. And like, strawberry smiggles. <laughs> but then of course the kid goes to sleep, and then the kids, the the sister eats all the candy with her boyfriend, and then Sweet Tooth comes out and kills the kid, the two kids, and, he's, and the kids like, oh no. They eat all my candy, type of thing. Um, yeah, like some like there's a few in there that are like fun, like the one about the uh, the the guy and then um, Barry Boswick was in it as like a devil, and he was funny. Um, that was a fun one, uh, but overall, it. I mean, if you want a horror anthology, it's just like VHS or or like Tales from the Crypt or whatever, like. Some of those yeah, fun I ones. Watch like I've always, I gotta watch the rest of the VHS ones. Yeah, they're making another one. Oh, they? Yeah. Uh, I think it's nineteen nine. I think it's VHS oh, nineteen ninety yeah, four right. or something. I yeah. Is it ninety four? That was. It's in the it's in the nineties. Oh, I thought it was uh, eighty four. Oh, but I also when I was looking up Halloween stuff, the guy. Uh, oh God, what's his name? Andy Maches Mesh whatever his name is. Uh, he directed Mama and the the new It movies. Oh yeah, he's uh is announced in two thousand in January of this year that he's going to be uh, remaking Howling for Netflix. Oh, so that could be cool and interesting. Hmm. Um, viral is the third. One. Yeah, viral is okay. There's it's not great. I still like the first one the best. Um, but I have the second one on DVD. Of VHS, but uh. I think I went all through all the VHS movies on this podcast too. I think I've only seen the first one. The second one, the second one has like, um, when uh, I f- apparently not on the podcast though. Yeah, <laughs> I watched the first one. Um, the I remember the one goes to the attic. That one was um, awesome. I know. Uh, the let's see, VHS. I watched all three on the podcast. I watched that in January 2014, so you must have seen it, right? Like, that was the, the first episode. Oh, was it? Of January 14. Yeah, it's probably like, you gotta check this out. Yeah, it was your 12th movie ever of this podcast. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. But, uh... What'd you give Tales of Halloween? Five and a half. Five and a half. Uh, I forgot this one with my Stephen King short, uh, made-for-TV movies. Bag of Bones with Pierce Brosnan and Annabeth Gish. Uh, she was... In she was uh, Detective Reyes and the, oh, okay. the last couple of X Files, uh, last couple of seasons of X Files, and also she was an SLC Punk and a bunch of other things. I never saw SLC Punk. Um, Bag of Bones is again not one of my favorite Stephen King stories. It has decent moments, but the overall plot felt like he was scrambling most of the time. <laughs> and watching this, I'm like, because like I, I once they got to a certain part in the book, I was like, okay, this is probably where he's going with the story, and then it just like, nope. And I go, oh, okay, that's weird. But uh, the story is um, this guy who's a writer, his wife dies, and he's like, oh, no, I miss her so much. But then his agent's like, hey, you need to write more books because uh, the, the company wants more books from you. He's like, well, I got writer's block. He's like, why don't you go up to your cabin up up in uh, whatever. Uh, the cabin's called Sarah Laughs. And he's like, why don't you go up in the cabin and write some stuff. But while he's there, like the cabin is haunted. By his wife, but also by this other ghost of this, like, this black blues singer. Hmm. Um, 
and then while he's there, he runs into this woman who, because uh, he, he's like driving down the road and he sees this little girl walking down the middle of the street on the, this road. And so he stops and gets her. And apparently, she, like, the, the mom was like, Oh, you found her. Um, but this like rich millionaire in town, like the, the head big honcho mm-hmm. in town, that's his like his son's wife, but his son had died. Um, and he's like trying to get custody of the little girl type thing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Okay. And then, like, at one point, like, it starts getting really weird where he's, like, starts attacking the writer because he's, like, you know, he's, like, oh, you're going to get into my affairs. This, And then eventually he goes, all right, fine, Hand, hands off of it. And he goes, okay. And then the old man dies, and you're, like, <laughs> I thought this was going somewhere. Yeah, I thought, like, halfway through the story, I'm, like, oh, okay. But then, like, and then he starts finding out, like, but the thing is, while he's doing this, he finds out that his wife was going up to the cabin without him knowing about it. Mm-hmm. And she was like being seen in town, talking to other people and stuff. And he's like, what was she doing up here? And, uh, he's trying to figure out like what she was doing up in the cabin and stuff like that. And also finding out like why this girl's like who that this, this black lady singer, like why is she haunting the cabin and stuff like that. And eventually you find out the reason you go, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Feels like, that could have been a little more of the plot, though, than, <laughs> it, than, been, it, than it was. It should be a majority of the plot instead of yeah, the like, side plot. Yeah, it, fe- it felt really like a side plot, but it's like it's the, like the main emphasis of the story. But like, watch, like I, I listened to the book on audio because audio tape, or whatever, and then I'm like, okay. But then when I watched the show, I'm like, I got a few more details. I'm like, oh, I must have missed that. I'm like, okay. Second time through, this does make a little more sense that this happened and this happened. Mm-hmm. But still, it felt really weird in some parts, and I felt like he was making stuff up on the spot, and then just went with it. Um, so I don't know, but uh, it looked nice, like because it's made in the two thousands and not mm-hmm. the nineties, like all those other <laughs> all other ones I'm watching of his. Um, so it at least looked nice. It's just weirder because like this one was on cable. Yeah, it was, I think it was like an A and E. Not no. Oh. I want to say like TNT or TNN. I want to say not A&E, TNN. I mean AMC. I think. Yeah, it was like AMC or TBS or yeah, one of those. Um, I remember starting to watch it, and then I was like, "This is boring." Yeah, and I never finished it. 2011 it came out. Jesus, that was. Yeah, because that's, that's when we had cables. We had the horror channel. And we recorded it. Yeah. Um, I was trying to find out where it was from. What they played it on, but I'm. Filmed in Nova Scotia, cool. Um, but yeah, it, so, it 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 bag of bones. What'd you give it? I gave it a five and a half. It wasn't one of my favorite Stephen King stories. Like there were certain parts of it that I really really liked, but a lot of it leading up to that point was like, I feel like you could have cut that book in half, and the part that, like the old, like the old man. When the movie part, was cut in half when it aired. It was two halves. Yeah, but like <laughs> but like. Not in a good way. Yeah, and the second half of this is better than the first half, because I don't know. I feel like that whole whole thing with the old man didn't need to happen, but then it, it was it was part of the story. And I understand like he actually comes into like that character comes into play later on, mm-hmm. but like I felt like a lot of the stuff that led up to that point was I don't know. Sorry, Stephen, not a fan. Uh, I gave it five and a half. Uh, God. I'm going to go over these few because you went over them last month. Okay. Uh, I watched The Lodge, based mm-hmm. on your suggestion. The one, uh, I guess I was expecting it to be a little more crazy. He went, yeah, he watched it, what, May of 2020. Yeah. Uh, this is one about the, the 
the the dad goes off to work and then the, his new girlfriend that he wants to marry mm-hmm. goes to the cabin with the kids and then weird stuff happens um it was a little more straightforward than i expected it to be mm-hmm. like i after watching it i was like oh this is ha- this is what's happening mm-hmm. and then and like i do like the, the i like the cult aspect of it that made that was like oh fuck this is cool i kind of wish they went more into went it. more into that stuff um, but when he like the part with the stairs, holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, that's the part I was talking about. I was like, oh my god, that scene. Yeah, um, that that was like, fuck. These characters are fucked. Um, but I mean, it was it was decent. It was a it was a very like, if I watched this during like strip during quarantine, as opposed to like when things are open now, mm-hmm. this would have probably affected me a little more than it did. Uh, like in June, June, if I watched this like in April, I probably had a different take on it. Cause I'm like, oh my god, this was gonna happen to me. I went crazy. Um, but I gave it a six and a half. Yeah, I gave it a seven and a half. And then, uh, almost in the same vein, I immediately watched The Lighthouse afterwards, <laughs> which again is also a Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe uh, stranded on an island. This movie, I was hoping for a little more than what we got. It gave a little more than I was expecting. Yeah. But, like, again, I was, I don't know. Keish, we're trying to podcast here. Like, like the, at least in the Lodge, they're like, they didn't give you physical, visual evidence of certain things. Right. Or this one, they said, hey, here's this, this, and this. I'm like, are they hallucinating, or is this actually, actually a thing? Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you're like... I what still the don't fuck? know. What the f- <laughs> like? But also, what I don't know is what I want to know. Like more background of. Mm-hmm. Like it's not necessarily me going. Well, was it this happened or this happened? It's me going. Well, if this happened, what the fuck was this that we saw? You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also gave the lighthouse a six and a half. I gave it a seven. All right, and then uh, along with the horror movies, I also watched. Ready or not, which yeah, yeah. the uh, the hide and go seek one that Jason watched last month, um, that was a lot more entertaining than I thought it was gonna be. I know, like it's pretty straightforward, but uh, the was... the ending uh, was what I disliked the most about it. Yeah, so that kind of knocked my score down a little bit. Just not necessarily like it was like the more of the inconsistencies and the silliness of it. Yeah, because I know it was a, a sort of comedy. Yeah. Horror movie, but like, I enjoyed it. Um, it was fun, but I gave Ready or Not a seven out of ten. I gave it a seven and a half. So that was it was fun. All right, now that I have movies, you you do a movie. Okay, so the Into the Dark series from Hulu. I watched the one that came out this, <laughs> which is kind of funny, because it was uh, um. Pet Appreciation Week. Oh, cat. Nope, it's a dog. Oh. This one is called Good Boy. Um, so, holy shit, what's her name? Um, Katie from Arrested Development. Yep, I know her face. I can't think of her um, name. <laughs> she's the main character. She's going on like all these dates trying to find the guy that she wants because she wants to have kids because she's at that age where it's getting, you know, it's going to start getting harder to have kids. Um. So she goes on all these dating things and stuff, and eventually someone's like, "Why don't you adopt? Like, why don't you get a, a dog?" 
They can be your company and stuff. And then she's like, fine. So she gets this little dog from... Judy Greer. Judy Greer. <laughs> she gets this little dog from the pound. It's this tiny little thing. And I had to double check because I was watching it. Also, this other character came in. I'm like, that's Knives Chow from Scott Pilgrim. But that was like, how many? Ten? Like... Yeah, that was like 2010, I think. Yeah. So I'm like... Because <laughs> she was like child and scott pilgrim now she's an adult it was just weird. well she was like 18 or 19 right but like it took me a bit i'm like is that actually her but anyway she gets this little dog and um i don't know long story short she becomes friends with it and then the dog starts killing people that she doesn't like oh well, steve goomberg's in this too yeah so this little dog is like killing things um and yeah it's pretty much the movie I mean, I was expecting more because the poster shows her holding the dog and then the shadow behind it is like an evil dog. Like, yeah. Yeah. So like the dog kills people, but it's like almost all off camera. Um, And I don't know. I was like, it didn't feel like a horror movie at all, which is kind of sad because I'm like, it's a horror movie. And like, not really. She has this dog and it's just an asshole dog. But the tagline says, there are no bad dogs, just bad owners. Yeah. So I think this is... I gave it a pretty high score for not caring for it. But I gave it a six and a half. Okay. Um, it's not the best Into the Dark movie, but it's definitely not the worst one. Um, the next movie I watched, you watched before, was okay. Knives Out. Knives Out. I watched that in December 2019. And uh, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Um I was talking to other people about this movie because, like, I watched it and then, like, I went to work and I was talking to, like, so many people that saw it. They're like, this movie is great. Like, it goes all over the place. Like, you think it's going this way and they're like, nope, fuck you. It's going this way now. You're like, what is going on? Like, the whole movie. And then, like, in the first third, the first third of the movie, you find out who the killer is and you're like, where is it going from here? Right. And then just like at the end when they're like going through all the step by step stuff and I'm like, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, <laughs> how oh my god! Uh, but like the entire cast was amazing. Yes. Um, Craig, was it Craig? Daniel, Daniel Craig? Craig, Craig, Craig T. Nelson. I almost said Craig Daniels. Um, I was Craig T. Nelson. Coach. Da- Daniel Craig uh, was amazing. His character was oh, it was so fun. Yeah. Um, Chris Evans' character, I didn't care for as much as I did in the trailer. Yeah. Because um, he's just an asshole. Um, but is he? Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Like, it was a very entertaining movie. I gave it a nine. Um, Damn. It kept me on my toes the whole time. I just remember how we were watching the movie, and we had to, like, stop it for something. Because Carrie had to do something. And we're like, we're only halfway through. Where are they going with the second half of the movie? I'm like, oh my god! Like I was, and the, it, it had my full attention the entire time. And the main actress, I was, I was like, I've never seen anything with her before. She's amazing. And then I realized the house. I watched lady? like, yeah. And then I watched, realized I watched like three movies that she's been in recently. <laughs> because she's like, she was in, um, she was in, uh, she was like the big hologram, like Joy. Oh, okay. From, uh, from, from Blade, uh, Runner. Blade Runner 2029. And some of that. And, like, and she's been like all this stuff. Like, oh, yeah. She has been around for a while. Like, wow. And then the other movie I watched, uh, you've seen before, is Captain Marvel. Yes. Because 
I didn't want to go see this in the theater um, because I I don't know. It just I I'm kind of bur- I was kind of burnt out on Marvel movies at that point, and I'm like, do I really have to go and see another one? Yeah, another, another origin story. Um, and every time I'm like, what should we watch? We kept forgetting about it, and yeah. then I was like, okay, I gotta remember. It's on Disney Plus. We can watch it whenever we want. So we sat down and watched it, and I was underwhelmed. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. I don't know what it was about it. It's someone made the comparison, and I can kind of see it. Like, this is like Green Lantern. Um, it's like a Green Lantern type movie. Like, oh, yeah. she's a pilot, and she gets this alien energy or whatever. Um, I don't know. I like. Brie Larson, right? That's her name, Brie Larson. Allison so. Brie. No, Brie Larson. <laughs> Allison Brie Larson. Um, I like her. I just don't know if I like her as Captain Marvel. Yeah. Like, she doesn't seem... You know, when I read the comics, she it's not... I, I like, the percent personality that I read when reading the comics isn't her. Yeah. But I did enjoy her in the movie, but she it's not I never read the comics. It's not so. it's not my Captain Marvel. Like, right. like I, I, the attitude was there, but like the voice felt very different. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was okay. It's in yeah, the middle to low tier of the Marvel if you ranked the Marvel movies, they'd probably be slightly below half. Um I gave it a six and a half. Okay. Still a decent score. I did watch it again after I bought it, and I remember it being like some parts being way better the second time and some parts being way better the first time. Mm-hmm. So I, I gave it, uh, I, I did this in the, Oh, that's oh. right. You got to watch the freaking post credit scene. Cause it's streaming. They just fucking shrink it down and then close it. And it's like, I didn't get to see the end credit. Oh, there's two end credits. Yeah. Scenes. I saw the first one and okay. then the one at the end, the second, the, the, uh, Kip told me what it was. He's like, it's nothing big. No. He's like, you could easily find it on YouTube or something. I'll watch it. Yeah. It's like it's, only a couple seconds. The cat just goes, block. Yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah. It's. But it's, I didn't know if I missed it because it shrinked down. And then when I tried to click the movie, like click on it to make it bigger again, it restarted yeah. the movie. I was like, I sometimes but, hate PlayStation. <laughs> Serious. I don't know if it's the Disney app, oh, but no. I had issues with the PlayStation just last night. Streaming in general. The stupid freaking bumpers Skip like ahead. like it pisses me off because hbo max is only on the consoles yeah and the consoles have those stupid bumpers that do whatever it wants when you accidentally bump it i'm like did it go forward or backwards i don't know but i can't get back to where it was and then it like oh yeah, I was so mad last night because I was watching a show and it like skipped to the next season. I'm like, I wasn't even done with this episode, and now it all of a sudden like now I'm on the second episode. And no, that's what, like, what I was watching. Happening? A, I was watching a show on on Shutter called True Horror, mm-hmm. and like it was like it's like a um it's scripted, mm-hmm. but it's like a uh them talking to the camera, telling their experiences and having reenactments, but mm-hmm. like horror things like my house is haunted or like mm-hmm. I saw this thing in the woods and stuff like that, and at the end like. Yeah, so we never see like like they like give like the outro like ex- like talking and stuff, and then it's like, next episode will start in five, four, three, two. Like yeah, so uh, John and I we haven't really seen each other since. All of a sudden it's like the next episode. I'm like, bah! so I skip back to watch ten more seconds of it. I'm like, you fucks. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's why DVDs are better. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, I watched I that. I feel like if it was on Roku, it wouldn't have been as bad, because there's actually a fast forward and rewind button. Yeah. I watched uh, Captain Marvel in March of 2019. I gave it an 8. Oh, Six so. and a half to an eight. I mean, that's still that's not bad. I mean, I it's more of a character that I like than you do. So yeah, I'm uh, not, I don't read much Marvel to begin with. Yeah, uh, my girlfriend bought this movie uh, because it was cheap, uh, cheapish, and uh, we watched, we recently finished Bat- Mad Men, and Don Draper's wife, uh, I can't remember her actress's name, but like in the last Christina, like Christina, no, not January Jones. Uh, but like no. in the last half of the show, um, in Mad Men, like she was in this horror movie called Suck. It's like a comedy. Uh, it's a horror comedy movie. Do you actually know who I'm talking about? I don't know. Jessica Chastain. No, she's not even in the Mad Men. No, no. I've never seen Mad Men. I thought she was. I think like Christina Hendricks. Maybe she's not Don Draper's wife. I've never seen Mad Men. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was in Mad Men. Uh, Jessica Chastain was in Mad Jessica Pare. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. It's P A R with an uh, til, uh, uh, like a s accent over the e, because I think she's like French or something. Her character in Mad Men was French, but um, this is her. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> like I'm Jessica Chastain. And they just have blurred videos. Apparently, they're inappropriate. <laughs> uh, but anyways, it's YouTube. They can't show. I don't fucking know. So the movie uh, suck, suck, um, is about uh, this band that um, like uh, this rock and roll band. And, like, we want to become famous. And oh yeah, this one. And then um, uh, this this dude that's like watching a show, a show ends up like turning the main hurt. I think she's the bassist. Into a vampire, and then everyone starts coming to the show because like they're entranced by her. So the band's like, "Oh man!" And like, it's sort of like a, a horror comedy, and they're like, "Well, we can't, we can't keep doing like we can't. We have to promise not to turn each other into right, vampires." Planners. That's it. Yeah, like we can't. We promise not. We can't turn into vampires because that's a bad thing. We can't kill people and stuff. And then they slowly just like start turning each other into vampires, <laughs> so they can all just be like big rock stars and stuff. But this movie has like a lot of like actual musicians in it yeah, like I see alice cooper alice, yeah alice moby, cooper moby henry rollins yeah Iggy pop yeah um i don't know these other ones there's a couple other people like, like i had to look it up i'm like oh they're in this like punk band from canada in the 80s or whatever and some of that um but uh it was it wasn't as bad as we thought it was gonna be like because we thought it was like this is gonna be awful and we watched it we're like it wasn't awful but it also wasn't good. Mm-hmm. So it was just like... It oh, was what it was. It, yeah, it, it basically, it was what it was. Um, it was fun to watch because, like, Henry Rollins' character... Uh, Henry Rollins' character was, like... He was, like, a DJ, like, a shock jock type character. And he was just, like, just ripping them apart and stuff. But Iggy Pop... I feel like whenever Iggy Pop is in a role, he's always just like, Yeah, that's Iggy Pop. That's the character. He's fun. Like, I don't know. It always seems... It's weird, like, whenever he's in a movie, he's like, you always just kind of like him a lot. <laughs> but, um, overall, it was nothing, nothing that really stood out too much. Um, because I mentioned, like, because every once in a while they have, like, a music video in there. I'm like, I feel like it, the people that wrote this movie are like, 
I want my band to make it big. Like, let's write a movie around some of our songs so that we, yeah. our songs can get out there. Like, yeah. it kind of felt like that in some parts. <laughs> but the main guy kind of reminded me of uh, the lead singer from um, from uh, uh, Weaker Than's a little bit. Yeah. Oh, and Dave Foley's in it, too. Oh, and uh, Michael McDowell. That's right. Michael McDowell's like the guy. I was guy. Like, looking for like, some musician names. And, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, Dave Foley. He'll like do anything. I feel like. Yeah, but he was like the guy, like the the vampire hunter, like going after like them and stuff like that. And uh, it was alright. I gave it. I gave suck a five, suck a five, suck a five, suck a five. Um, and then on to other movies. My girlfriend likes. Uh, she, her one of her favorite stories is uh, Alice in Wonderland. Oh, did you watch Alice in Murderland? No. What is that? <laughs> a movie I told her about. I think it's on Chiller. Oh, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, well, one time I told her I've never seen Alice in Wonderland. Like which version? The cartoon? Like the Disney one. And if I had, I don't remember anything about it. I've never seen the animated one. I've yeah. only seen multiple live action ones. I've seen like bits and pieces here and there, but that, like, that could just been from pop culture or anything. So we sat down and watched uh, We watched the, the Animal Crossing. Nope. There is an Animal Crossing movie. Is there? That came out in like late 90s, early 2000s in anime. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, so it came out when the first game came out. Oh, so, so like, That was like 2001. So, well, it's Japanese, so they, I think they got it first because That's it was in 64. But yeah, it's just been leaked now. Like So it's people are watching it like crazy and they're like, where's Isabel? I'm like, she's a newer character. <laughs> yeah, guys, calm down. Um, but... So we finally we watched Alice in Wonderland, and I guess there was a, there. I asked a lot of questions though because I was like, "Why is this happening?" She's like, "Because this." I'm like, so wait, why are they doing this? Like, okay. Then I was like, "Why is she doing this?" Like, because, like oh, she doesn't know that. Like all sorts of stuff like that. But uh, Alice in Wonderland. So she's like, Alice is sitting under a tree, and then she sees this rabbit run by, goes down a hole, and she goes to follow it. And then all these weird, like, misadventures happen where she runs into these super weird characters. Because there's only a lot of weird shit in the movie <laughs> that I do not remember at all. Um, and also the guy who's the voice of the Cheshire Cat mm-hmm. is also the guy who's the voice of Winnie the Pooh. And that yeah. really weirds me <laughs> oh, out. Oh, that's creepy. That really weirds me out. Because he's like, hello, Alice. I'm like, whoa, what? <laughs> what is happening? Um, but yeah, like the, whole, like, the whole thing with the Queen of Hearts... That's like, I thought that was like the the story throughout the whole movie. That's like the end of the movie. Is so when the Queen of Hearts like and they tries do to croquet. Ke- yeah, and then like they play croquet and stuff like that, and then like, and then she's like, "All right, see ya, suckers," and then like leaves. And like, that's the end. I thought like I thought she was like a long running, like think, story throughout the whole thing. But the whole thing is I like, heard just like wandering in and like oh. We're in this room. Eat, eat this. Yeah, and grow big and drink this. Get small. Whatever. Seem lost. And then she like she runs into like these like birds and like the Tweedledee and Tweedledum and like all this other stuff. I'm like, it's it's a very random. And I guess the book is like just terrifying because the guy who wrote it was like literally insane, and he was like so crazy that apparently he never copyrighted the book. That's why there's so many adaptations of it because there's no copyrights on the book, so people can just like rerun it and like mm-hmm. just make their own versions of it. At least that's what uh, my friend Matt said because he yeah. was a huge Alice Wonderland fan in high school. Lewis Carroll, is that right? Sounds like it. Or is that Fra- or is it Frank Baum? 
<laughs> Frank Baum, I think, did what uh, uh, Wizard of Oz. I think Lewis Carroll did Alice in Wonderland. But uh, no, it was entertaining. Uh, I miss the days of watching actually animated things. Yeah. And it's like there's so much extra looking glass. Yeah. There's so much extra like movements on the characters. Like like watching old Disney animated movies like the they have like actual body movements. You're like, "Holy fuck, this is good." Yeah, they they would film Yeah, I, sh- I showed her a clip of that like, like of dogs walking and like they would like sketch out the skeleton like to see how it moved and stuff. Yeah, like I, I showed her a clip of like the girl that was uh, I guess it was on one of the uh, extras on the on the Blu-ray or DVD or whatever, mm-hmm. but it was a clip of like the actress like just being Alice and like like talking and like hmm. and just seeing how and, that. and yeah and like just seeing how like and then like their facial expressions and stuff like that like she was like very animated like with her eyes and mouth and stuff like that I'm like it was that seeing that clip was really entertaining to me too and stuff but uh but I gave the Disney version of Alice in Wonderland I gave it a seven I just heard the Alice in Murderland the tagline. Through the looking gra- glass straight to hell. Jesus. <laughs> it's um, just like, just to hell. Like, just add on to anything. I know. It's, uh, um, and then I, I just recently finished watching, uh, I finally got through season nine of X-Files. So and so, the movie? So I watched the second movie of X-Files called I Want to Believe. I Want to Believe. Now, a lot of my friends gave this movie a lot of shit. Because, I thought it was good because they didn't like it because like we waited this many years and this is the story they came out with. But I I'll, thought it was great. It was like it was like a detective movie, but um, but also like science versus religion. Yeah, but it, like, it, like to me, it was like it was a like, fun. Like I, I also liked how it looked and how it felt and stuff. Like just the mood of the movie, but it like it was a cool like murder mystery type thing. But then Scully and Mulder were there. Yeah. Like, that's how it was to me. But, like, it was still enjoyable. Like, if it was any other movie, like, mm-hmm. could you put two different actors in it? I'm like, that would, I would have probably... You probably just had a movie and said, we could turn this into an X-Files. Yeah. Like, I mean, I if I, if I watched that movie normally and they, they did nothing different except for they changed the actors, I'd probably still like it. Not probably not as much because I'm a huge X-Files fan. Mm-hmm. Which, re-watching seasons like eight and nine, they're actually not that bad. They're actually yeah. pretty damn good. There's some really good episodes in that season, so yeah, I, I was I bitter. stopped watching once Mulder left. Oh, God, but there's some really good episodes. Are there? Yeah. Um, but, so anyways, the X-Files movie is, uh, there's this priest who is getting these psychic visions, and he's like, there's something over here. And then, like, they like he'd, like, lead onto, onto this lake, and then they'd find, like, a body part. Mm-hmm. Um, but, a apparently, I think, an, a police officer or an fbi agent or someone something get kidnapped so like we need to try to find this because they're you know important and stuff of that i mean not that all the miss other missing people (laughs) right but like you know it takes high priority yeah so then of course it's like a weird thing because it's like a psychic priest who also was a pedophile and convicted of pedophilia and stuff of that and like oh jesus so they're like and he keeps like leading to these spots where they're digging up like arms and feet and some of that and these ice and stuff and um uh, it's, I mean, I don't know, because it's like, it's an X-Files episode, so like, they're like, slowly figuring out things here and there and here and there, and it's, I mean, I watched it like, a day or two after I finished season nine, but like, between season nine and that movie was probably a good seven, eight years, so like, 
it just like even like watching it and seeing them on the screen again, I'm like, yay! <laughs> but I'm like, yeah. Um, but yeah, like the obviously it's like a, a case where they slowly start building more and more and more as it goes. But the gist of it, they're trying to figure out uh, why where this missing uh, agent is and uh, and the weird stuff behind it because like they're finding like you know all these weird things. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people didn't care for it, but I liked it a lot. Um, it's not like anything X Files, although I'm watching season uh, ten right now and I'm changing that stance. Uh, but uh, I gave X Files. I want to believe an eight. Nice. Uh, why don't you go? Okay, so I watched this movie called My Spy, which was one of those that was supposed to come out in the theater, and then the pandemic happened. So then Amazon's like, we'll buy it. So now it's like an Amazon exclusive. Um, but it's Batista is playing a CIA operative um that is stuck on the moon no uh he's stuck on computer duty or like surveillance duty um because he's like in the field operative but he screws up big time during this uh this bust okay so he gets you know gets punished by having to do desk work kind of thing so he's doing surveillance and stuff like that and um oh what's her name the girl who's on bob's burgers louise oh kristen shawl yeah kristen shawl is his partner because she's like the techie so she's like you can work with her and do surveillance on this because um we need information and we think she might know something um so they're watching you know they put cameras in this apartment and they're doing surveillance and stuff like that. But her daughter uh, finds one of the cameras that are hidden because um, the dog picks up one of the cameras and thinks it's a toy. And she's like, this is a camera. And like, oh, crap, she found one of her cameras. It's not like she's going to know where we are. So then she's like on the computer typing up the little model number and stuff like that. And then she's like, huh. And looks at Wi-Fi signals. Okay. And then puts it on her phone and then like sees where it gets strongest and it's like in this one apartment and she like sneaks in and catches them and she's holding the phone like videotaping them like why do you have cameras in our in our apartment uh so they like try to negotiate with her and stuff like that and she basically blackmails batista into becoming her friend (laughs) and like because she has no friends in school everyone makes fun of her and stuff like that and her mom's constantly busy working because she's a nurse. So she's like, oh, I'm going to go ice skating. I can't. I'm busy. I got to go do an extra shift at work and blah, blah, blah. So she blackmails Batista to go ice skating with her. And then, like, as the movie slowly goes, she starts, like, blackmailing him even more to do other things. Like, oh, you can come to school with me and be part of my show and tell. Like, because it's like take your parent or friend to work to school day and talk about it and stuff. And then, like, she tries to set up her mom with him and stuff like that. Mm. And then, like, and she also wants to learn how to be a spy. And so he's showing her all this stuff, how to be a spy. And Kristen Schaal starts getting pissed because she's like, you didn't show me any of this stuff. And we're partners. And um, it was an entertaining movie. Uh, The ending got (laughs) pretty uh, action-packed. But I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I I was going to say, just looking at... 
the two writers that wrote this movie. Yeah. The other movies they have written are such as follows: Whiteout. The uh, oh, that was terrible. Uh, Battleship. Oh, I don't want to see that. The Meg. That's terrible too. And then Red One and Two. Oh, Red is good. And like they wrote both those Red movies, uh, My Spy, and um, a movie called Montana. I don't know what that is. From '98, and it's got Stanley Tucci in it. But those but the Red only, was good. That was the only movies these people have written. I could see this is in line with like Red. But look at though, so that movie might be good because bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. good. Yeah, it's like alternating. So on you their should list. probably check out Montana because it might be decent. Yeah, or it might not be. <laughs> um, yeah, I gave it a seven and a half. Okay, I that was an entertaining movie. Um, and I've only seen one other movie this month. Uh, the next movie I watched was a movie that Kristen had seen, and she was like, she knows I like horror movies, and she likes comedy movies. Uh, so this is horror comedy. It's not really a horror comedy, but I guess it is. It's like a dark, more of a dark comedy. It's called Chop. Oh. Uh, yeah, you heard of it? I thought. Oh, I was thinking of something else. Um, but it's about a guy who. Um, nope. <laughs> it sounded like a movie I saw. It's about a guy like one day like he's driving down the road and suddenly his car breaks down. And he's like, "Oh shit." Um so then he goes so then he ends up hitchhiking and this guy picks him up. He goes, "All right." So he's like, "Just just chat." He's like, "So if you had to choose between this or this, what would you pick?" He's like, "Uh this." He's like, "All right. If you had to like kill someone, would you kill your brother or your wife?" He's like, "That's a little drastic." He's like, "I guess my brother." He's like a stepbrother. And then he's like, oh, okay. And then like and then he like knocks him out and then he like has him tied up and he has the phone out. He's like, Uh, I have someone at your house right now and he's gonna kill your wife unless you kill your brother right now. He's like, What? He's like, You kill your brother he gives him an axe, like you kill him right now or you wanna kill your wife. And like you just like hear her screaming on the side of the phone and then like he's like, Alright, fine, so then he kills his brother and the guy's like, Do you remember me at all? He's like no, it's like you all you had to do is say you're sorry, and this would have all been over. He's like, he's like, I don't, I don't remember you. And then he, and then like, but he's like, don't tell the cops, don't tell anyone. You can't even tell your wife uh, about this stuff because otherwise I'm gonna kill her. And he's just like, oh, okay. But then he like, but then he finds out like, also the guy tells him that like his wife has been cheating on him with his own brother. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's all pissed off at her. He's like, you can't act any different unless you want to come over and kill her. And then eventually he shows up and like every morning he'll like wake up and he's missing a finger. And he but he's like trying to tell the cops and some of that. And like like you keep missing your hand. What's he's like, no, it's just an accident, shaving or whatever. And some of that. And it's like it's weird, silly, goofy, but also gets crazy bloody. Like just there's a weird like it has a definitely has a weird little like dark humor to it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, but it's like I know the ending is re- very ridiculous, but it made me a little angry. But I think that was kind of the point. <laughs> but like I, I don't know. It was it wasn't bad. It was uh, I was entertained while watching it. Um, uh, but no, I gave I gave Chop a six out of ten. Um, yeah, weird. check it out if you're interested in a weird, like, a weird kind of <laughs> movie. I don't know. Like, his acting was very, like, 
kind of campy-ish because he's like overacting, like trying to tell the cops, and he's like, um, what happened there? He's like, well, obviously I uh, did this instead of uh, this and stuff like that, and um, but yeah, that was wasn't bad. Um, it wasn't like available on anything, so Kristen bought it online. <laughs> Uh, then, because um, I can't not say random things here and there, so one day I was just like, like Kristen said something, and I went, ah, 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 you didn't say the magic word. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Jurassic Park. So we watched Jurassic Park. And if you, had, if you don't know what Jurassic Park is, who are you? Jurassic Park is frightening in the dark. Uh, it's like one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, it's up there with Jaws. Um Obviously, if you've never heard of it, watch it because it's about a guy who makes a make learn figures out how to clone dinosaurs and makes a park and everything goes bad and it's funny and it's great. It's not funny, but it has funny moments. Mm-hmm. And I was quoting it like crazy. And I guess this time, like watching it for the, like the twentieth time or whatever, I watched it. I guess I didn't realize how often uh, Hammond always says. We've spared no expense. Like he says it like thirty times in that movie. <laughs> I didn't realize that at all. I'm like, Jesus Christ! You should have been saying that when you were in this for Halloween. Yeah. We have a T Rex. <laughs> well, the T Rex uh, clock did going thirty miles an hour. Do you see a T Rex? Say it again. We have a T Rex. <laughs> but I I ordered a T shirt uh, and it's uh, Blathers from Animal Crossing. Yeah. And he's dressed as John Hammond. And it says, he's like, we spared no expense. God damn it. Awesome. <laughs> I can't wait for it to show up. Um, but any hoot. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jurassic Park. It's, like I said, one of my favorite movies. Uh, I gave it a nine and a half. It's, yeah, it's up there. It's a good one. I thought I watched it. I didn't. Yeah, I thought so. I thought I would have watched it in the last well, couple of years, too. Because I have the 3D one. Yeah. I thought I would have watched the for the podcast like I feel really bad for like some of these favorite movies of mine it must have been right before it yeah like some of these movies are like they're my favorites and I'm like I haven't watched this movie in six years how is this that's a favorite movie of mine well that's because you want to watch new stuff like yeah. I keep going oh I want to watch this I'm like yeah but I could watch something new yeah because there's a couple times where I'm like I should put this movie on I'm like but I could watch something new that's one great thing about having a girlfriend who uh, never seen the stuff or has a bad memory I'm like, yeah, have I have you, a bad memory. Have you, so ever watched, watch. have you ever watched this movie? And she's like, I don't think so. I'm like, here's a bunch of movies that are really good. And then like, I'm like, gives me a reason to rewatch them again. Um, but she watched the first movie and she goes, I'm like, did you ever see two or three? And she goes, I don't think so. I'm like, and I just kind of said a few things here and there. And she's like, that doesn't sound familiar. So we started watching, we started watching the second one called Lost World Jurassic mm-hmm. Park. And uh, she, we started watching it in the first five minutes. She goes, oh, I think I have seen this movie. And then, nope, this doesn't look familiar at all. Uh, so what happens is uh, you find out that John Hammond uh, made, uh, he basically breeds all the dinosaurs on a separate island and then brings them over to the Jurassic Park Island. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wants, uh, they want to like, uh, they sent off one of the characters off to like go like study the animals and stuff like that. And then, but then she is still there. So then, uh, they send over Ian Malcolm and some other people to go check them out and stuff like that. But then it turns out there's these people that on the island trying to steal the dinosaurs. Uh, these like these like bounty hunters and stuff like that. Whatever, not bounty hunters, but whatever. What are those called? Mercenaries. Not mercenaries. Like people that like uh, scalp. Not scalp. Fuck. 
what are the the people that they hunt when they're not supposed to and so that you know that term whatever that term is illegal hunters um poachers poachers there you go like kidnapping these animals but they also like they're gonna bring a bunch over to the mainland and stuff uh but a lot of it's just like them on the island and like i always remember the part where the tyrannosaurus rex gets loose gets loose in the um in la that's like the last like 20 minutes of the movie and the first like hour and 45 is like Devon on the island that isn't as interesting but the best part of the movie is like when the the dinosaurs loose just like just loose downtown like chasing the bus and all this other stuff like that's the part of the movie i like a lot and unfortunately that's gonna be the next movie yes hopefully hopefully it's good i mean well i meant the new jurassic world is supposed to be like that yeah I would say, like, that's the best part of the movie, so like, hopefully this whole next movie is, like, the best part of the last three, or last two. But uh, I gave Lost World Jurassic Park a 7 out of 10. How many how many movies do you have left? Just the one, the pre- Okay, then I'll go. The next uh, two movies I watched, uh, we watched Kill Bill Volumes 1 and 2. Domination, that's what it's called, Dom- Dominion. Dominion. Domination. Uh, I watched Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. Another one of my favorite movies is Kill Bill. Uh, basically the gist of this movie uh, spanning over two movies it was like a big really big long movie that he split in two um, is a woman uh, named, only known as the bride in the first volume is mm-hmm. uh, she's having her wedding and then a bunch of people come in and kill everyone at the at the wedding including the bride and then uh, she wakes up a long time later um, and, uh, she's wants to get revenge. So she's going after all the people that in the, uh, in the group of assassins that like tried killing her and she goes after all them because they're, she belonged to a group with them as well. And it's run by the a dude named Bill, who I didn't realize that he, you don't see him until the second movie, right? which is crazy. Cause like, you you see a little bit, you see his hand at the end of the first movie. Um, but my God, that movie is so fucking fun. Like the first Kill Bill, like there's so I was like quoting like crazy when we were watching it. I'm like this, I forgot how fun this movie is, and all the sword fighting and it's like just the whole crazy '88 part. In the, yeah, I was just like, gonna say the crazy. That 88. is like a 20 minute long scene, and it's so fun. And like the Oren Ishii, like her backstory and stuff, and just like yeah, I mean it's mostly the the two movies are basically a revenge flick where she goes after like. Two people in the first movie, and then two people in the second movie. Yeah, but she has their little list. Yeah, she has a, like, there's four people, and then Bill's ahead of the four. Um, but, I mean, I I don't know. I don't want to give too many details and go like, well, this is, this is she's this and this. like Because that's half the fun of that show. Mm-hmm. This is just watching like all the stuff that happens and... Watching it unfold. Yeah, like, yeah, like the... <clears throat> like... A lot of the fights in that scene, and of course, like Daryl Hannah, like I was like, for how old she is, I'm not saying she's old, but like, for her, you know, she's been in movies for like the last thirty some years, but like watching her fight Uma Thurman in that trailer mm-hmm. is so entertaining. <laughs> it's so, like I'm like Jesus Christ, she like you can't like I can't tell when the stunt double takes over and she like it's not like she's like I'm, I'm struggling to fight like she's doing she's holding her own and stuff like that and then like that fight is so fun. Just when she's like tries to pull the sword out of the sheath and like is in a trailer, so it's like hits the wall or like hits the ceiling and stuff like that, and just god damn it, it's so good. But um, 
Uh, again, one of my favorite movies. I gave Kill Bill Volume 1 a 9.5, and I gave Kill Bill Volume 2 a 9. Solid. Yeah, those are those are my two favorite Kill, uh, Quentin Tarantino movies. Um, and that brings us to... The pre-re. The pre-re. Pre-re. This is Jason's fault. <laughs> I know. He picked... I picked something. He picked something. The movie's called something. It's called something. It's on Amazon, I think. <sighs> yeah. It's on Prime Video. It came out like a year or two ago or something. A couple of years ago. It's in the late teens. <laughs> it is so dumb. It's in the late teens. Oh. So here, here's what we thought. Looking at the cover, here's what we thought the movie was about. This couple moves into a apartment building. Uh, the apartment building has uh, some shit that happened before. So it's haunted now. And it might have been some sort of cult that uh, cult guy that lived there. I want to watch that movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was kind of right, but also, like, I'm always, like, along the same line. But then once I get to, like, halfway through the d- description, it's... So, I started watching this movie. And, okay, so it's a couple who just had a kid. And they're still trying to figure out the sleep schedule and stuff like that. And it's just going about their day. Half hour into the movie, I'm like, is this going somewhere? Is this going somewhere? Oh, I got I got this big flight I got to go on. And got to get prepared. So, And then he like goes in his office, freaking falls asleep or something. And she's like, they're just like. Their relationship is awful. It's like one of those relationships where they go, I think if we have a baby, this will fix our marriage. And then it doesn't. Right. It's like that one. Like, and the thing, like, they have zero chemistry on on screen. But I think that's also, their the acting. The, yeah, I know. But because, like, and then also too, like, half the lines are is is the guy accusing the woman of fucking something up. Yeah. So okay, I don't like, know. He's just so angry at her the whole movie. Do you have one of those things, the spiky things? Is that what he says? Like when he's asking for her barrette or not barrette? The he calls it something really dumb. And I'm just, bobby pin? Yeah, he's asking for the bobby pin, but he's like, you got one of those spiky things for your hair or something? Like, because they're trying to unlock the door. Yeah. He says something like really stupid, and I'm like, did the person writing this not know what they were called? I don't think the person writing that knew anything. <laughs> They've been secluded in their house for too long, too. But like, like one of the things that really bothered me the most about this movie, and then, okay, well, the basic plot is, is you start off with a cop who's like, Walking around and just like watching him look around the yard, I'm like, "Dumb! This is the end of the movie." At the beginning of the movie, movies. Yeah, but he's like, just him looking around and going, "Is anyone home?" I'm like, "Holy fuck!" The acting in this, and I go, "This can't get better, can it?" And uh, so the guy, like, unless I'm wrong, (laughs) sorry, unless I unless I fuck that ending, (laughs) I just forgot your Eric Roberts shows up at the end. Just the only real actor in the movie shows up at the very end. And delivers the entire plot. Yeah, like, he's like, this is what the movie's about. It's like... It's, okay. He doesn't say this is what the movie's about, but he's just like... Um, so so uh, so the police shows up, and I could be wrong, and I didn't want to re- go back and rewatch it, because I fucked that. But he look, he kind of looks in the window... And you see and, feet. And you see feet yeah. in the living room. Yeah. That's not how it ends. No. Not at all. So he sees, and he goes, "Oh no, I gotta call. I gotta call back to the station." And then, and then it flashes back to like the couple, like our baby, like, "Well, we're gonna put him in his own room." And they set up with a little camera mm-hmm. so like you can watch the baby, my baby it's monitor thing. It's a baby thing. monitor, yeah. But then, like partway through, they're like, "Hey," um, and they, and they set up, they set up 
like a little little nugget at the very beginning, and I thought it was gonna go this way, but it went that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause like, oh, hey, can you fix the hot water heater? The water's really cold. Mm-hmm. And you go, and he's like, I can do it myself. He's like, are you sure? But just if you do whatever, if you call someone, don't bring the other guy back because he was really creepy. And then suddenly they start seeing someone in their house. I totally missed that line. Yeah, exactly. So he was really creepy. He's like, oh, I'll take care of it. God damn it. That would have been awesome. Yeah. So then, like, then he's like, she'll see something in, this, in the room. And that was like the best part of it was like, she's like, I see a, a shadow in the room. He goes, Where? Hold on. He goes into the room. He's like, Where is it? She's like, It's to your left. And it cuts back to him. And there's like, you see like a black line from like a closet or behind him. He goes, Where? She's like, And then it cuts back to her in the room. A little to your right. To your left. And he goes, Where? And then you saw like a shadow behind him. But, like, partly where the closet was. So it was, like, mm-hmm. it's something that was a shadow, but it wasn't, like, obviously there. And I was, like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then uh, they did that, like, once. Uh, but then, then like, things start going missing. And he starts, like, blaming her. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you shouldn't have done this. And, like, <clears throat> your bag's packed. He's, like, when did I pack? My- you pack my bag? She's, like, no, you did. He's, like, I don't remember this. And, like, and they're seeing, like, they're just constantly fighting over everything. But the part that bothered me the most is like, hey, we should have, we should just like, uh, what do you want for supper? Pizza? Okay, let's watch a movie. Okay. And then like, hopefully they're... you can sit through a whole movie this time. Yeah. And then they're watching movie and the fucking, like, the, the DVD screen. I want to see that. I want to see the movie they were watching. He was like a donut. Like, it was like a donut there. And then, like, play and some of that. But then they're, they start watching the movie and it was like the beginning part of like, FBI warning this this like huh give us the warning for a, a movie that we bought uh, we bought legally she's like haha you're right and then we watch them watch the FBI warning like all the way through we're like <laughs> fuck you and then every time like she got up like I'm gonna check the baby it's like okay takes the remote and would turn the TV off and I'm like <laughs> don't you want to pause it <laughs> you fuck like cause he turn it like he push a button and then, the, and then they get dark in the room like so he just straight up just turned the TV off instead of pausing the movie cause he doesn't know how to pause a movie like that happened twice and I was like stop this but then yeah at the end of the movie you find out what, what's been going on and it's dumb and much like uh, this, the movie Psycho the, the whole movie's going on. You're like, what's going on? And then the guy, the, the psychiatrist, the psycho's like, well, what happened was this happened and this and this and this and this. And and basically, he basically Roberts. explains the whole plot, but the psycho has a good plot and a good reasoning why things were happening. Yeah. Eric Roberts just walks in and he's like, oh, yeah, this is what happened and this and this and this. Yeah, yeah, make sure you take care of that. And like, oh, okay. But I love when he turns to that guy. Wait, how long have you been here? <laughs> <laughs> God damn! It. Like, and I, I messaged I messaged Eric who uh, I was because I I talked about that movie with him. And I'm like, yeah, this is the movie we we, we uh, did. He watch it? No, no, no. Oh. But I, I told him I explained what it was, and he's like, that's not how that works. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not at all. Like <laughs> multiple days. Like I want. Like I want to, I want to like spoil this movie for anyone listening, but also like, if you want to see a really bad movie and then just be just disappointed by the ending, so <laughs> be disappointed the entire time up to the ending, <laughs> and then just going, and then get even more disappointed. Yeah, it's not like 
hey, I gotta figure out who this killer is, or not, not even killer, because like he's just someone that's like they just see someone in their house wearing all black with like one of those like plague doctor masks yeah. on. And then like, what the fuck was this like graphic design thing? It changed. It was like, good time to die. And then it was like a plague doctor on his screen. And you're like, this isn't for pizza or whatever the fuck he was doing an ad for. So I kept getting flashbacks of the scarf. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. This is definitely in the same vein as the scarf. Except I think scarf's acting was way worse. Like these people, like. Oh, this, we're trying. Yeah, no, this 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 was like yeah, this was like they contacted their local like independent film group. Yeah. The 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 freaking scarf was like, let's make a movie. You, your daughter wants to be an actor, right? Yeah. The fucking coach. Oh yeah, we're we're going to save this time. Scarf, yeah. scarf was so bad it was kind of funny yeah this is just like what did i just waste my hour and a half on yeah so what do you what i do gave you, it a four i gave it a three like <laughs> but i know if i saw that on dvd somewhere and it was cheap enough you i'd buy, buy it. it just to go you would buy a three movie watch this well to tell you the truth the cover art is kind of cool it is don't judge a book by its cover. They tr- they fucking tricked us in this one. Yeah, they for did. Sure. And this came out last year. Yeah. Came out last year. Holy shit! I'm, I'm, this is the kind of thing you could see coming out this year because they were bored at home during the pandemic and let's yeah. film a movie. So that was uh that was the that pre- was something that was the pre re for uh, June. Or something. Do you want to see what the, the... Let's see this one. So July. I went over to my friend Eric's house because he has a lot of horror movies. I want to borrow some horror movies from. And he says, I got to show you this movie. Uh, remind me to lend you this movie. Also, don't look up this movie. Don't look up. So uh, we don't want to know called, what it's actually about. Well, yeah, he's like, don't look it up. And so I'm like, that sounds like a perfect cue in for this. Mm-hmm. He's like, I remind me to lend you Revenge of the Red Baron. Also, don't look up the Revenge of the Red Baron. Sorry, I saw a picture. Yeah. <laughs> So the front cover. What the fuck? This is a family movie. <laughs> family adventure. That kid is screaming. Toby, Toby McGuire. That's, that's not Toby. Mickey Rooney and Lair, Lorraine Newman. That's it. Lorraine Newman. The last war will be waged, not for honor of nations, but for the love of family. And they're running down a suburban street getting shot at by a plane. A Red Baron. And then there's two guys standing in the front, like a kid looking up and going, what the fuck? Type thing. But this is a family adventure. He's it, got, the guy's got a Band-Aid on his face. Yeah. Uh, it's rated PG-13 for some violence. I'm guessing it's shooting. Yeah. But it's a family adventure and you have to be a 13 years old to watch it. So... So you got this cover, so like Red Baron. Well, because you got to explain down. what Nazis are. Yeah. So on the back, <laughs> I saw the puppet face. I don't know if this puppet face is the plane or someone driving the plane. Oh, you think it might be the plane has a I, face? I don't know. I don't. I it might be. It's. I don't know. Dad looks like a pilot. That's the Red Baron. Okay. So it's a really creepy, like blank-eyed puppet face, like it's from like, like the uh, Return Thunder. Of- Thunder- Birds. Okay. I was going to say Return to Oz or whatever, but then uh, then she's screaming, and then uh, 
he's all covered in like soot or oh, whatever. Oh, Jesus Christ. I thought it was a black face at first. Nope. He's just covered in like soot or ash or whatever. And he has a band aid there too. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to look at anything other than it's only 84 minutes. Uh, executive producer is Robert Roger Corman. Oh my God, it's Roger. I don't know. I don't know if he. Uh, I don't know if he directed it, but edited, written Jesus by. Christ, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. Huh? It's it's Robert. Oh, Robert Gordon is the director, so it's not Roger Corman, but he helped, was the executive producer. Um, so. I think this old man was in the big war. Uh huh. And he's telling stories to his grandson about the Red Baron. And then he returns. <laughs> the Red Baron comes back to hunt him down. And the kid's like, oh, shit, he's real. I thought you were making stuff up, Grandpa. That is kind of how I was going to guess it, too. Like, it's just like. He's like, I, I know what the Red Baron is. He's got a scarf on his neck like a pilot would. Because it's the revenge of the Red Baron. Yeah. So this is like a sequel. I'm going to, yeah. I Jaws 4. I mean, Bar- Red Baron 4. Yeah, I, I, Jaws. I, I, that's what I'm going to guess too. Yeah. I, I can't think of anything. Look at all those people running. I bet those are all family members. Probably. I, yeah, and like the, the guys, like I, I flew, I knew, I fought these planes. I'm going to ha- try to the stop funny- it. The funniest thing about this is this looks like the kind of movie that would be in like a five pack of yeah. random family movies, but it's just by itself yeah. a one shot movie. Yeah. Where does he find these things? I have no idea. It's Buena Vista Entertainment. Oh, so. that's like direct to video, man. What year was this movie made? It'd be on the back. Bach. In the back. On the very bottom. Like in the small print. Should have a copyright. Way too small. I could quick search up. Yeah, but um. <laughs> so, anyways, that's our pre preview for uh, for November. Nope, was this July? So we're gonna re- we're gonna uh, when we record the July episode, we're gonna toss this one in there. But if you have 1994, 1994, they can't yeah. be. To- they can't oh God! Be- they can't be Tobey Maguire then. Who is this little fucking kid? Yeah, he's in it. It says the old guy is Mickey Rourke. Yeah, no Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney, sorry. I was thinking Mickey Rourke, and I was like, why. "Why does he look different?" Um. All right, well. Yeah. No, that is that is fucking Tobey Maguire. The little kid. Is it? I don't know. I don't think so. Type of type of Tobey Maguire kid. Uh. Anyways, uh, if you have any suggestions for movies you want us to watch. Uh, much like Eric re- suggested this movie, and I use it for the pre pre review review review. Tony McGuire kid, that doesn't look like him. I could see it. I could see it. That's him. That's not him. I mean, Spider Man came out in like two thousand one. So I mean, that was like seven years later. I don't know. Maybe, and who knows? Maybe this movie was held like they made okay, it and they so, forgot about it for a while. Okay, Tobey Maguire is forty-five right now. Oh shit! He was born in seventy-five. So he'd been twenty in that movie came out. Nineteen. Yeah, yeah that's not him. It can't be him unless they held it for that long. Yeah, I don't know. I will watch it and we'll find out where he is. Well, that's but, the one thing we'll take away for sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. T- um, 
stuff oh, yeah, stuff by scott at gmail.com best and the worst movies oh yeah the best and worst movies that's the best movie I watched was Knives Out with a nine. Uh, best I watched was either Jurassic Park or Kill Bill Volume One with a nine and a half. And the worst one I saw was something before. Yeah, worst one I saw was something with a three. Something with a three. Something with a three. Uh, oh, but yeah, uh, stuff by Scott. stuff by Scott at gmail.com for like anything you recommend or just thoughts on movies or being like, hey, that was a good movie. I liked Howling too. Uh, no, that was that was. Some Howling Two was better than something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, that's, that's a wrap. wrap. This is a Scott Does Stuff podcast. <laughs> <laughs>